0: Proudly brought to you by Dan Bats. Dan Bats makes pro quality wooden baseball bats for all ages at an affordable price. Dan Bats, the best Dan Wood in the game. Welcome to another episode of Casual Sweats, the only video game podcast you need. My name is Josh. Evan, the only thing that's small about me is my last name. Small has entered the chat. What's up, Evan?
1: Holy shit, this is incredible. I couldn't see you (laughs) up until this. For the listeners who don't know, he had his video off and wanted to surprise. But uh, Josh, what are you wearing right now? I have a
0: Rudolph onesie on. Uh, this is, this is the, well, let's see when we publish this episode, it'll be Wednesday the 23rd. So yeah, this is the old, this is the last episode we're going to record before Christmas. So Officially I, I decided a Christmas to be, episode. yeah, I decided to be Christmassy for this episode. We're going to talk about some Christmas stuff on this episode too. So
1: I kind of have the Christmas theme. I've got the red, but the screen is not really a Christmas green. That's kind of what I was, eh, you going. got like
0: you got like cool Christmas going. You've got like, uh, like, um, Hallmark movie, working class, blue collar guy, Christmas.
1: Yeah. I was actually working out in the garage today too. Just breaking down there you go. a shelving unit. So this would have been perfect for the movie. Yeah.
0: There you yeah. go. And then Delaney walks in and you guys don't hit it off at first. She thinks you're, you're too rugged. You think she's mm-hmm. too city. Exactly. And then, Eventually, you resolve your differences and fall in love. Yep, yeah. I like that. Yeah, and then you there's a montage of hot cocoa and ice skating. Yeah. All and of then the something Christmas tragic happens to... near the end. What, I was hanging lights and I fell off the ladder.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and then I see you, the ICU and you, you go into a coma. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: yeah, And she's only known you for for a, a few weeks, Evan. So
1: she was in she my side. Yeah. She was by my yeah. side, uh, in my dreams, all of that. Yeah. I had this whole dream of our life, you know, flash forward ahead of us and Love kids it. and all of that. Yep. Hallmark up. hit us up. We just wrote a movie for you. <laughs> it follows every template.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, uh, Cecilia and I, I have, I have a thought about Santa and Christmas movies too here in a second, but Cecilia and I were watching, like we were just looking for Christmas stuff to watch. I'm going to take this hood off. I can't stand this anymore. <laughs> the, I, the the gag is done um so we were wa- we were looking for christmas movies to watch and we found a couple but i was i was floored at the amount of like those hallmarky christmas type movies oh my gosh yeah that are on netflix like i searched christmas and it was like like all of them i was like just from the the preview image i could tell you what the storyline was going to be between the preview image and the title um
1: but yeah, if you actually the make money fill in the rest. Yeah.
0: So, uh so congrats to to all the people getting their start in Hallmark Christmas movies, I guess. Uh, actually, one of my, my favorite
1: actors started in like the Hallmark Lifetime like movie segment. Uh Who's Jensen that? Ackles of Supernatural. Oh yeah. yeah. He's going to be in The Boys now too. Season 3. Oh, is he really? Yep. Soldier Boy. I didn't, boy. I didn't know that he started off in like Hallmark type movies. The yeah, he was in that. He was also apparently um, he auditioned to play the role of Clark Kent in Smallville. He didn't get that. He was oh. a gym teacher instead. But he then had Supernatural created like I think it was Eric Kripke who created the, the boys as well. Um, gets involved in Supernatural. Kripke's the executive producer for six seasons, the original time it was supposed to go. And then that show just kept getting like new seasons every year. And they're like, all right, like, uh, what do we do now? And like, what do you write about anymore? Yeah. So yeah. 15 seasons, I believe supernatural went on, but now I'm I'm happy to see the Jensen's going to the boys. That's an awesome show.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to seeing him in more things. I have, I, I have only seen, I think the first episode of the boys, I need to get back into that. Everybody tells me it's a great show.
1: Oh yeah. That's a good one.
0: Um, I'm a fan of that like anti-hero superhero stuff that's like right up my alley. Watchmen is fantastic. Uh, I love Preacher, which is another one of those like it's not necessarily superhero, but it's that type of thing.
1: Um, I'll talk about this in a bit, too. But Titans, have you seen that?
0: No, but I I am excited to hear about that, too, because I haven't watched that yet. Teen Titans. Um, all right. Well, let's get into it. We got a lot to cover today, Evan. Uh, mm-hmm. So once again, some some upcoming stuff for you guys. We've got the Game of the Year discussion that we uh, will be recording on January 4th, uh, which is a Monday. So listeners, if you're interested in voting for that, you can vote right now uh, on our Facebook page. It's the last post that uh, that we put up on the Facebook page. Just comment your nominee. Uh, for game of the year um, and then listen in to our game of the year episode uh, to find out who won. Um, I'm going to right now it's not the it's not the pinned post but it's the last post we created so it it'll it'll show up easily if you go to our facebook page i will pin the post after this as well just to make sure that it stays at the top of the page but our facebook url is facebook.com slash casual sweats pod go there comment your nominee for game of the year and then listen in to find out who wins uh we're lining up guests to be on the show as well i've got one confirmed um and Evan, you're you're reaching out to a couple of people I think on your side as yes, well. Sir. So we'll have a full panel. I'm excited about it. Uh, and I think we'll have some some pretty good uh, variety in perspectives and preferences and all that good stuff. So should be a good conversation. I'm excited. It
1: it'll probably get heated at some point as these things generally do, but I'm kind of excited about that too. We're all adults. We can so. we can have casual conversation instead of getting sweaty and arguing over who should well, win. As
0: long as nobody disagrees with me, then yeah, you're right. Um, we'll <laughs> yeah. Be
1: fine. As long as they pick the right answer, then I don't Yeah, care. exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so that's coming up. We, uh, we will be streaming. I think I, I didn't necessarily ask you today, uh, but after the episode today, I think we'll be streaming, Very Evan. Good. Um. Oh, so... Yeah. Yeah, watch out for some Monday streams uh which are going to be a thing from now on. So, it's twitchtv.casualsweatspot if you want to join in or just check out the streams. Uh that's where we will be. And lastly, upcoming we have a Last of Us Part 2 discussion. Um we have yet to announce when that's going to be. I think it's going to be after the game of the year uh at some point. Maybe maybe we'll give ourselves a week I don't know. We're like planning the podcast on the podcast, but like maybe we should give ourselves a week in between game of the year and last of us discussion. Yeah. So tentatively maybe like middle of January, like the 18th or something like that. But we'll, we'll let you guys know well ahead ahead of time before we do that. So, uh, that's coming up as well. Um, anything, am I forgetting anything, Evan?
1: No, that's, that's that's what I can think of right now. That's all of our news currently.
0: All right. Well, that brings us to, Checkpoint. There you go. Um, is. This is the part of the episode where we talk about uh, just something that we need to get off our chest. And this week, we're going to talk about Christmas related video games. But first, Evan, I have an observation about Santa and mm-hmm. gifts in Christmas movies. OK, so you may have thought of this. This is probably not an original thought, uh, but it's something that I've noticed for a few years now. And I haven't talked about it yet. So in movies where Santa Claus is real, right? So you've got mm-hmm. movies like Elf um, or the one that we just watched over the weekend, Cecilia and I was uh, the Christmas Chronicles with Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. um, which is surprisingly pretty good uh, okay. for Christmas. You know, it's a Christmas movie, so it's corny, but it's it's pretty good. Um, but generally, a lot of these movies follow this formula, right? Where like Christmas is in trouble and You know, then people have to like believe or something, and then Christmas is saved. Okay. Every time in these movies, adults and like older kids, do, do they they don't believe in Santa? They're always surprised to find out Santa's real. However, Santa's entire function is to deliver gifts to children on Christmas Eve. So this is a world in which Evan. yeah. Parents are coming downstairs on Christmas morning and finding presents <laughs> addressed to their kids that they did not purchase or wrap. And they're somehow just accepting this as a thing that happens with no explanation because they don't believe in Santa Claus. So what is happening with these parents in these in, in a world where Santa is real? Everyone knows
1: he's real. I think So, like what's it. happening
0: with these parents in these movies.
1: I, I don't know. As he started going down that, I was like, yeah, these aren't like all plots now officially just dismantled right there. Uh, I could see <laughs> this is just a tinfoil part of me. Like that somebody in this world, and this isn't even obviously explained in any of these movies because why would they? But a corporation just slaps their own name on it. Like Amazon puts their name on like the boxes somehow, but that would imply that they'd have to break into the house. So that was a terrible suggestion of how or this Or maybe, like,
0: maybe Santa's like partnered with one of those, like Amazon yeah. or something, but still know. like they would they, I would, if I was a parent, all right. And so, like, there's a gift under my Christmas tree that I don't recognize that I didn't purchase. That's like labeled for one of my children. I'm going to be curious where that came from. Even if it's like labeled Amazon,
1: I'm like, who the hell sent this? Who who the fuck broke into our house? Who has our address? Getting a (laughs) security system now. And
0: who wrapped this and put it under our tree? Like there's no way in hell they're not curious. So I just like, it's something I noticed. And then I was, I was thinking back to every Christmas movie that I can think of where the, like, that's the situation. Like something's wrong with Christmas and somebody has to save it and people don't believe or like whatever. And then I'm like, what? Where where do they think these presents come from? And there's always like
1: that one older sibling, too, who's like, you're yeah. being dumb. Like, he's not real. Santa's not real.
0: Yeah. But, like, supposedly if they're a kid, they're also getting presents every year. Or even if they're not, their younger siblings are. And right. it's just from from who? From no one? From, you know, like, I, I just don't understand where this they think a, these presents a are really coming from.
1: really fantastic observation, actually. I, I, I don't know. And so like, I, no I apologize to
0: it. everyone for whom I just ruined Christmas movies, but I, I can't like it's, it's here's a philosophical term for you. It's uh the death of God moment. It's, it's the, it just describes the moment for people when they've like seen something they can't unsee. And like, it's a complete paradigm shift. You can't go back to the way you were. I feel like this is one of those moments where now, every time you see a Christmas movie, you're going to be like,
1: Hmm, Huge shout, plot hole. Shout out to Klaus. They they completely changed the narrative. It's about how that, Christmas became. We just watched it last night. Yeah, great movie. That that was fantastic. That was mm-hmm. such a good
0: movie. Although I, I at some point I was like, okay, so he said that they man we're getting way too in the weeds with like Christmas movie plots. They're not meant to be inspected this closely. But he says at the end of the movie, like, and we we uh, expanded our operation or whatever, and so like they're delivering christmas presents to kids like all over the world but i'm like how did you like what did you do because you're just describing like a multinational corporation now (laughs) like are they also going down people's chimneys or
1: (laughs) (laughs) they didn't really go into that right they sent him down there and so he's uh expected to deliver how many presents eight billion i guess anybody who delivers a letter so they're starting local yeah Yeah.
0: So yeah, they started local and then they, and then, you know, at the end he's like, and we expanded our operation or whatever. Um, and I was like, but how, what, like, what are the, if there's no magic involved, what are the logistics of, you know, delivering presents on one night every year? And I don't
1: know. Yeah. Factories, low cost employees, potentially some slave labor involved in that, the dark side of class that they didn't go into. Yeah. We'll see a documentary about it. I'm sure.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. True so uh, I
1: was an elf working on Santa or for <laughs> Klaus.
0: So the moral of the story is magic isn't real. Uh Sorry, kids to <laughs> end your childhood early, but a bunch of Grinches over here. Yeah, I know. Speaking of, let's talk about some Christmas related, Christmas related video games. Evan. Good segue. Um, <laughs> we, uh so we put together a list of games that are directly or at least tangentially related to the Christmas season. Um, in no particular order, but I I thought it'd be just fun to talk through these and like give impressions, um, talk through whether or not they were a good video game, just whatever comes to mind. Um, so first on this list, Evan is die hard. Have you played this game?
1: I have not. And I wasn't sure. It's like, that's definitely a movie. And Mm -hmm. uh, is it based off of that?
0: So yeah, it is based off of the movie. Makes Um, sense. and speaking of die hard, I've got a die hard, christmas book for children uh that i purchased some years ago that's one of my favorite things Josh, would you
1: uh consider yourself a diehard fan of die hard
0: oh yeah oh yeah yeah die hard in fact probably (laughs) die hardest fan um so i just show you this to to prove i think once and for all that die hard is indeed a christmas movie uh i know there's debate and I think we can end that debate once and for all here and say definitively Die Hard is indeed a Christmas
1: movie. Fair. Case closed. Okay. It,
0: it takes place on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve at a Christmas party. It's that the Christmas party is the entire crux of the story. You can't get around it. It's a Christmas movie. Anyway, so Die Hard was on the NES. That game was on the NES, uh, obviously, shortly after uh, the movie's release. Um, and it follows the the movie plot pretty well. You have to hunt down all the terrorists before they break into the vault. Um, you can pick up like CB radios from the terrorists uh, and call, you know, Al, the, the police officer and all that good stuff. So it was pretty detailed for an NES game, but it was a lot of fun. This is, I think, one of the few instances where a, a movie video game is, is good. In my opinion. Except for so. Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. That's a, That's another one. There, there are a few, but they, they are few and far between. Matrix, Um, and then I, yeah, oh, Matrix was pretty good too, dude. And the, the Riddick movies. We're going to talk about Vin Diesel later too, but like the Chronicles of Riddick movies, uh, video games rather were pretty good. Love the movies,
1: Never actually watched the or played the game. So I'm excited to hear about that.
0: Pretty good. Um, but yeah, and then I think Die Hard got a trilogy release, a video game trilogy release on the PlayStation as well later. Uh, so definitely worth checking out um the next one here um i don't think you haven't played super mario odyssey right
1: Mm -mm. Uh, okay maybe a while back but if so it's been a minute all right so we we won't spend too much
0: time on this but there is a snow kingdom in super mario odyssey um that entire game is fantastic but uh in the snow kingdom you can hear sleigh bells in the background and some enemies are some of the like goombas are wearing santa hats So Goombas, right? That's the little, like, the the short, stubby little guys that look like walking mushrooms. Yeah, little
1: mushroom guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think so.
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll call them Goombas anyway. Um, Dead Rising 4. So this is a zombie video game um, in the Dead Rising series, obviously. Uh, But in this one, Evan, the zombie outbreak starts on Black Friday and the entire game is set in a shopping mall. So there's no shortage of items with which to kill zombies. You can like mow them over with riding lawnmowers. You can cut them apart with chainsaws. It's pretty great. It's pretty action packed.
1: I was watching some uh, gameplay on that, and it looks like they had a go-kart too, maybe a bumper car, and they were like oh, yeah, probably zombies there. Yeah, yeah. There's There's several vehicles, so it would not surprise me. I've always but, had this question, though. I've got to ask it. If tomorrow you found out zombie outbreak... And we're not talking like walking dead bitch zombies who just oh, shit literally walk. Like I, the fact that there's even like an apocalypse in that show because of like those zombies is kind of a shame. Um, <laughs> like if you died to them, then perhaps you should have. You just say that. Yeah. Right. So okay, we're talking fast running zombies. We could say anything like legend, uh, what is it, World War Z? any oh, yeah. of those yep. 28 days later any Resident of those Evil. scary like actually like you know they look like they've been doing triathlon training and they run mm-hmm. and run and run what do you do tomorrow if you have zombies like that Shit. you wake up in your if, your house apartment your living space where do you go what do you do
0: if i yeah so that's that's always my first question when this subject comes up is what kind of zombies are we talking about are we talking about walking dead zombies or world war z zombies because those things i in my opinion me like just knowing me and how my life goes if it's world war z zombies or anything similar I'm fucked I'm dead like I'm not I'm not living through that okay. anyway I'm not Brad Pitt um yeah there's just I I I really think there's no way I live through that but I I think the first thing I would do is just hop in my car because I, I have thought about this before. I think the first thing I would do is I'd, I'd like, you know, gather up my family. Like, I would try and gather up my animals. You know, like, it's, you know, Cecilia and I are the priorities. But, like, you know, the dog and the cat. Like, if we can get them, we'll yeah, get
1: them. You're going to try and save your furry friends.
0: Yeah. So, we'll hop in the car. And then my first stop, because, like suppo- like, you know, conceivably the entire world is going crazy. So, my first stop is the nearest, like, Jeep dealer. And I'm getting a better car that can do off-road
1: shit because my so this jeep Accord, is still going good they're like come on in no we're no, no, still no, open. no
0: no we're stealing this jeep okay but okay. i'm assuming we'll be able to steal this jeep because everybody's just going nuts and i don't think too many people are going straight for a car i think a lot of people are going for like you know grocery stores ammo you know guns that type of stuff and that's my second stop but my first stop is a good off-road vehicle okay that that can that will survive, like because the highways are going to get congested. You're going to have to go off road at some point, and the, like the sedan's not going to cut it. So Fair you're going to have to Fair you're going to have to have a good mode of transportation, and it doubles as like you know a safe sleeping spot overnight. This is true. So Assuming I think that's what I would windows. do. Okay.
1: Yeah, I like that. What would you uh, do? Um, I would probably immediately hop in my vehicle and head to get guns and, or, uh, you know, I say that, but my dad hunts. And so he's, uh, you know, he doesn't have like a crazy collection. He's like literally just a hunter. So it's like shotguns or whatever. But, um, I probably go to the grocery store and just grab all as much as canned food as possible and just start sweeping (laughs) it in there and dip. But at the same time, like, do you go to those places when you know hell's already breaking loose? Like, that's going to be insane. I'd, honestly, I'd yeah. probably take my car and crash it through the windows and just try and drive in, like, and just start ch- like chucking stuff <laughs> into the car and then peel back out. And yeah. if anybody's behind, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, at that I, point, I you, say can't that be,
0: the- you can't be too considerate of other. Like,
1: sadly, yeah. at that point, it's it's pretty much like you know me and mine. You know what I mean? Right. And so after that, I'd probably make my way to. My parents' house. They live in a less populated area of Illinois. Like I said, a little bit more open space, and have a little bit of uh, ammunition. They've got boats too, so we could go into the water if we needed to. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, we also live in middle of Illinois, so there's not too much water unless we try and go to Lake Michigan. At which point, we're going to have to hit Chicago, so it probably wouldn't do that. Lakes anywhere? Middle Illinois, desolate area. But I don't know where
0: this is. Where people on the coasts have the advantage. I mean, they've already got the advantages of, of a lot of other things, but like, yeah, you're right next to water. You could just like launch out. Like, if you're in San Diego, you could go to like Coronado Island, and there's like really only one way onto the island, so it'd be pretty defensible, pretty easily. Uh you know, I San Francisco, San Diego you could like,
1: wouldn't fall though. That's like a military hub right there.
0: Like, that's true. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not. Th- yeah, I wasn't thinking about like the bases there, but like San Francisco, you've got you know the the bay that then mm-hmm. leads out into the ocean. Uh, and you've got like Alcatraz, so you could conceive and, uh, Angel Island, I think is there too. So you could conceivably like hole up there for a couple of days. Um, so yeah, like if you're on a coast, I feel like you're in much better shape than if
1: you're like landlocked. Also you know? heavy populations though. Many people would yeah, true. with the right idea, or the same idea.
0: That's true. I don't know. That's true. I guess,
1: I'm, you know, in reality, we'd probably all just die. Honestly. Yeah. I, like, I'm definitely assuming that I would just die.
0: I not to get too dark or topical, but like when this whole COVID thing started back in, you know, like last January. Dude, it's been almost a year, but I know. So uh, crazy. Last January when the stuff was starting to kick up, I was like, oh, this is how I die. Like, I will I will catch this and I will die. This this is how I go out. Yeah, dude, you're sure. Really optimistic. Dude, I just I I don't know what it is. I'm getting older. I'm almost 35. I'll be 35 in February. And I've been like having to confront my mortality a lot more than I ever have. I think before and I like I just I don't know what it is, but like I was already sort of in that mindset and then all this covid stuff started and I was like, yeah, I knowing my luck, I this is how I go out and what a stupid way to go out, (laughs) you know, like a once a once in several generations pandemic and that's it just happens to be while I'm alive. So, of course, I would that's. I'd get I, it.
1: You, that, know, you I, know, I mean the fact that like we didn't really know a lot, of, especially at the beginning, it's still terrifying. And you're, I yeah. think everybody at some point is like shit contagions here. It's all going to happen. Like, and it kind of was honestly, people started. Yeah, freaking and out. I like,
0: I'm, I'm far less, I, I think I'm far less afraid now just due to the abs- absolutely not saying it's not a big deal because it's a big deal. Uh, but just due to the, you know, the amount of information we have now, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, you know, I, if we all kind of do our part, I I think we can get a handle on this thing. It's, it's expecting other people to do their part. That's the it's, challenge now, but it's
1: the fear of the unknown. I mean, yeah. toilet paper shortages. And so when but we go back to like the zombie outbreak, like, yep. Yeah. Chances are, it's probably not an overnight thing. And so the idea of me going to a grocery store assumes that, you know, it's been rainbows and butterflies. I just like woke up and saw and zombies just, outside. Yeah. Exactly like, like a brick wall. most likely there was probably cases that already broke out at which point toilet paper dude and paper you're towels. exactly
0: right right and this this pandemic is the perfect mm-hmm. that's the perfect example of it like it was such a slow burn like this is exactly how it would happen probably you'd like you'd have initial reports people wouldn't believe it and then even when it was obviously a real thing you'd have people that were like that's oh, not that big of a deal it's only isolated areas you know and then like It'd be such a slow burn that like the people that did stock up or like take off somewhere would be the like the crazies, you know, the preppers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they would be the people
1: that survived. Preppers the are the to celebrate us. it. They've been waiting for it.
0: Dude, th- it would be such validation for them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like finally, like I've lived out in the middle of nowhere with yeah. only eating canned beans or some shit like that. Yeah. My, fun. my
0: time has come, which is yeah. kind of what I said when all this started. Cause I'm such an introvert. Anyway, I was like, I good, I don't want to leave my house, you know, like this is, this is my time. And I feel a little bit bad about that because I know other people are struggling and I, For I sure. understand that, but like just personality wise, this is, I'm living my best life. This is fantastic.
1: <laughs> Thriving. So, um,
0: so yeah, I, uh, listeners, I'm, I'm curious what you guys would do during a, a zombie apocalypse. Um, I'd love to hear from people about how they would survive or not survive, uh, more more than likely. Um, next on our list is Batman Arkham Origins. Have you played this one?
1: No, no. I, I wish I did. Like, the Batman games were games that I've wanted to play. I love the Batman. Uh, I didn't read the comic books, but loved all the movies, the Dark Knight movies as well. Um, and have watched friends play it. I just haven't played it myself.
0: Yeah, this one... Um I, I highly recommend all of the Arkham games, including Arkham Knight. It, it gets snubbed a little bit in these conversations. I think even Arkham origins gets snubbed a little bit. Um, but Arkham asylum, uh, I think, I think it's Arkham asylum, Arkham city and Arkham origins are the three like main entries. Um, and then Arkham Knight was made by another studio, but it's, it's still just as good. But this, this game Arkham origins takes place on Christmas Eve. It's set five years before Arkham asylum, the first game. Um, and so Batman's super early on in his like crime fighting career, uh, and sort of still developing his like, um, uh, I don't know, legend, I guess. Uh, and like, doesn't necessarily have everything sort of completely worked out, but in this one, black mask, who's like a, a crime Lord in Gotham, um, he calls in eight assassins to take out Batman. So featured in the game, along with like the normal people you'd expect to see jokers in it. Um, Dr. Harleen Quinzel before she becomes Harley Quinn is in it Um, but he calls in Bane Deadshot Deathstroke Copperhead Firefly Electrocutioner Killer Croc and Shiva to take out Batman he he calls in eight assassins to take out a rich like martial you know mixed martial artist essentially
1: maybe Black Mask was ahead of his time because he knew what a badass he was but that does seem kind of strange that he'd call in eight assassins if Batman wasn't really a a legend at this point Only
0: two years in, yeah. So like, either either Batman has really established a reputation, or Black Mask is just like, "Fuck this guy!" Like I'm going into overkill mode, and like we're really gonna wipe him off the face of the earth.
1: You know, this guy started. uh, You know, in in my imagination, it's like Jeff Bezos, and like we find out (laughs) Jeff Bezos is Batman. <laughs> like, he owns all of oh, Amazon. I, you, you know what? If that's the case, maybe I'm calling in eight assassins too. I don't know what kind of <laughs> shit he's he's up to.
0: You went the other way. I was like, oh yeah, we find out Black Mask is Jeff Bezos. I could see that, um, yeah. but no, you were saying Black Mask uh, or Jeff Bezos is Batman, um, which I would watch that movie. Okay, I Warren think.
1: Buffett's Batman. Do you watch that?
0: Sure. Dude, I'll watch any I'll watch any movie where an unlikely person turns out to be Batman. But I need them to not tell the audience who Batman is until much, much later in the movie. We need to only see him in the bat suit, and then like the
1: reveal needs to be like a big moment if it's Bezos or Buffett or He's taking like that. his mask off and there's his lazy eye. You're like, oh my yeah. god, it's been Bezos like, oh! this whole time. <laughs> yeah. That, I just think that would be great. He doesn't have um, uh throwing stars or bat stars, he's got books. <laughs>
0: Just starts Kindle, throwing books just- <laughs>
1: and people on and library cards or whatever. I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh man. Dude, I it's so frustrating because Amazon is such an impressive company. He did such an impressive thing. Um like starting starting an online book retailer was such a dumb move, seemingly, like at the time. Oh, and yeah. then for that company to, to grow the way it did, um, it is impressive. I just I wish he was a better person, but uh yeah. You know, that's and that's a conversation do. for another time um, where I can reveal my my uh, Marxist communist views on the world. But that's that's a separate conversation. Um, well, this but did, you say, this <laughs> the, what
1: this <laughs> we're going down so many paths. here. I today. know. I know. Oh, man. Well, this did remind me, though, there was Deathstroke that you named in here, too. And I felt like it was timely we just delaney and i just got into a show called titans which i don't know how i'd never heard of it by the way like we just randomly came across it because we were trying to find a new show and uh dude i mean it's definitely more of like a dark spinoff i'd say like probably that. more of the likes of like a dark knight ish don't want to really like compare the two but it's it's more like that honestly and uh yeah live action spinoff of teen titans um definitely turning out to be one of my favorite shows and i was very pleasantly surprised because i might get some hate for this but like the dc universe i thought like their movies were shit and i still do honestly i don't think that they've really made too many good ones i'd say wonder woman was probably one of my favorite ones (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like aquaman dumb um -hmm. what other ones do they have out there honestly i like this is sad like the oh man of steel like, I was so disappointed in that movie. Like, it is really unfortunate. Like, it's a good movie. It's not bad. Shout out to Henry Cavill. Good man. Good looking. Love his acting. Love him and The Witcher and all of that. But I just, like, I was, like, very disappointed in how they released movies. So I was pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. when this show turned out to be really good. Um... And uh I oh gosh, I like went down a different I read a different line in this here, listeners, and so I lost my train of thought. But ultimately if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um I did watch some gameplay of the game, Batman Arkham Origins, and it felt a lot like Spider Man. So you have played the it though, correct? Similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um
0: yeah, I've played all these Batman games. It's the combat is similar. It it's yeah, very reminiscent of like the Hand hand combat in Spider Man or mm-hmm. um or something like that. This you know, the the original um Arkham Asylum game Obviously came out years and years before that Spider Man game did, Mm. but uh and it it actually was praised a lot for the combat system in it, but it's it's the same basic combat system. It's you know, um melee combat and then there's a dodge and a counter button. Um that if you time it right, you can get like you can chain combos and stuff and it it does like a lot of the same stuff.
1: So I've always wondered this though, like Unrelated universes, but like to Mm -hmm. me, the the goons in the Batman games, even Mm -hmm. in the movies, same with Spider Man, they're basically like stormtroopers. Like, why do they even exist? They're basically bodies that just get thrown at this like superhero who's gonna completely demolish them. And you see it in the game too. Like, they're like waiting there, like getting ready to box, and then like he's literally destroying everybody around you. And you're like, oh, now's my time to punch. Like, now that it's one on one, like, no, like you've got to just jump on that person and just start throwing kicks knees whatever like yeah but they always so that's hang out.
0: that's yeah that's like the only criticism I have of these games and spider-man does the same exact thing you're right and I I have to agree with you a hundred percent on everything you said about DC movies um, I think Wonder Woman is is probably the only one that I've really liked from them uh, Man of Steel it, was I just Superman's a bad superhero I'm sorry but like hot take people are going to hate me for saying he's a bad superhero. He's too, he's too powerful. Like you can't make a good movie or video game based on Superman. You can barely make a good comic based on him. Like I like some of the comic writing around him is good, but it's, it's a real challenge to write anything interesting for that character because he's too powerful. Like he needs otherworldly enemies to even be a challenge. Like, and then when you put them on screen opposite somebody like Batman and they're supposed to fight, like that whole thing was so fucking stupid. But like, I'm yeah. sorry, Superman doesn't, well, doesn't even come close to losing a fight against Batman. Like there's no fucking ben way. Especially
1: Ben Affleck's Batman. Fuck yeah. you, Ben. Get out of here.
0: So, and then, yeah, J- even Jason Momoa couldn't make Aquaman cool. I mean, Aquaman just needs to go away. Yeah. yeah. So, Man, all kinds of hot takes on this episode today. <laughs> Just uh, shitting
1: on DC Universe. <laughs> Titans is good, though. I and do. I never thought I'd say that because Robin's in it. And I was like, Robin, like, what? Are you, who are you? Why yeah. are you even here?
0: But, yep. Is it uh, Damian Wayne? Is it Damian? That Robin?
1: Oh, God. I don't know. Damian Wayne. Let's um, <clears throat> no, but Dick yeah, Grayson. I, Dick Grayson. Oh, OK. OK. I should have known that, actually, because that's his main name. So
0: um, I'm excited to check that out, though. And I do like a lot of the DC comics, like the Batman comics are really good. Uh, Constantine is really good. Uh, Green Lantern is fantastic. I
1: Constantine. Yeah. Constantine Holy is amazing.
0: Shit. And Keanu Reeves, Constantine. Hell I don't care yeah. what anybody says. That's a fantastic movie. And then the the show that they had, um, I think it was called Constantine. It wasn't called Hellblazer. Uh, it was also really good with Matt i forget the guy's last name but the actor was fantastic he's the perfect fit for it so he was a blonde british constantine which is what constantine is in the comics um keanu was a, a departure
1: uh or Boy sorry I like to kill demons while i drink <laughs> my tea sorry i i said keanu but i meant uh king yep. so um
0: all right <laughs> next on our, on our list of christmas themed video games miles morales um and i just i just wanted to mention this one one because it's new two because it's fantastic and three because it's set in new york at christmas time like thanksgiving slash christmas time and just snowy new york already feels like super festive uh like there's the movies and the tv shows and everything that show new york at christmas time there's just something different about it mm-hmm. and like swinging around in a snowy new york and then like in some parts of the game it's actually like it's actively snowing and like there's ice everywhere and snow and stuff like that it's like it's very it's very festive it it feels very and like it's a younger hero and so like the the scenes with his mom um and like you know they're getting ready for thanksgiving dinner and all that stuff and like the apartment is uh decorated it's very like it's just very cozy and like wholesome it's it's very nice
1: i like it a lot how do you think he Uh, uh gets his webs to stick to a building when it's snowy
0: That's a good I dude I think too much about this stuff but I literally thought about that as I was playing the game and then like when he's climbing up walls and it's like an icy rainy snowy like slushy everything's slippery but I also I've thought about that just in general because he's got the gloves on and so I'm like how did how does how does the traction work how does he stick on walls because he's wearing a glove I think
1: yeah and I don't know
0: With Toby, like in the comics, it's it's always been like web shooters that the like the webs were not organic. Tobey Maguire's Spider Man, the webs were organic, and that was the first time we saw that. And then we also saw on Tobey Maguire's fingers in those movies, it had like the little, you know, the claw things, like that was how he could like climb. So I've always wondered that since then, like, is that what's happening? And those are just coming through the glove on a microscopic scale, or like, I don't know. It's a good question.
1: We'll have to go with that.
0: These are the questions we need answered. Um, next on our list is Stardew Valley. I don't think you've played this one either. I'm yeah, and you're... I I I'm not sure this is an Evan game.
1: I've looked um, it up and I, yeah, zero, zero chance yeah, of me playing d- that game. <laughs> I didn't
0: think it would be. Um, honestly, it's been, it's been one of, one of the saving graces of 2020 for me. Like not going anywhere, like needing something to just kind of take my mind off of things. I love this game so much Um, and I didn't play it until this year, uh, but it's, it's not new by any stretch, but it goes through seasons. You're at the core of the game. You're like planting and harvesting a farm. Um, And it's really relaxing. Like some of it, it's just, you turn your brain off, you plant your rows and then you harvest them later on. And it's really fun to me. Um, But it, it goes through seasons. And so there's a, there's analogs for like a summer festival, Uh, like a a fall, like um, Halloween type of thing. Uh, And then in wintertime, they do the Feast of the Winter Star, which is like the Christmas analog. There's like decorations Mm -hmm. and snow all over the place. Uh, And it's really cute and charming and and fun. And the music is is very wintry as well. Um, I think I'm actually going to start playing Stardew Valley again uh, because I'm making myself (laughs) miss it talking about it. (laughs) Um, But up next, Evan, is Mario 64's Cool, Cool Mountain, which I know you're familiar with. Tell me about this
1: one. I uh, I had to watch a gameplay on this because I haven't played 64, just the system itself in so long. Um, but holy hell, the gameplay that I watched was so incredibly nostalgic. Like immediately as you watch it, it's the same idea as like if you listen to a song, like an old song and like it takes you back. It's like a uh, a memory, a memory card essentially, like where you just kind of mm-hmm. go back in time and you remember how you felt when you were going through certain parts of it. And so the, the parts that really stuck out to me when this person was playing through, it was just how Mario could fall into the snow, which I had completely forgotten about. Um, the fact that you could fall over the mountain as well was another part. Everything in that particular level was about how you could fall. And like, I remember just being so frustrated and I was going like, yep. as I'm watching this, I'm like, oh yeah, like I remember it getting so frustrated at certain points here where I'd fall off the gondola bridge fall over the the side in the ice when you'd race, which, by the way, that penguin is super cocky, and I don't really remember that. He's like, hey, I heard you're fast. Well, I'm the fastest in the land. Like, you want to race? Peace. And then he jumps. Like, he doesn't give you a a chance to actually answer that. Right. Um, But if you even, you know, get a good lead on him, he still can knock you over. And that is one, like, distinct memory that came to mind is, like, where I finally thought I won the race and the penguin comes (laughs) flying down and just knocks me over the side. Yeah. Um happened countless times. But my favorite though is you finally return the baby penguin, which I forgot just randomly appears after you get your first star and it's just like lost. And you're like, oh like I gotta return this baby penguin. So you do, but the person did it in this gameplay too, and I forgot, <laughs> like getting so much joy as a kid, which is kind of dark but after he returns, it gets his star. He takes the baby and drops it over the side of the ledge and just tips. I'm like, Oh my (laughs) God. Uh, But I was cracking Uh, up during that. Like just so many memories from that game alone. And I I might just have to like pick up a 64 and go through that game again. If, if you're
0: like really itching to play that game, um, I was going to say, I recently just played that game. I do have a 64 set up right behind me, but, um, uh, on the switch, they just released super Mario 3d all-stars um, and I know it was a limited time thing, but it's still me may, maybe available anyway. Mario 64 is on it as is Mario galaxy and something else. Mario sunshine maybe. Um, so you can, you can access it there. It's, it's literally just a port of the game. They didn't do any like upgrades or fixes or remakes or
1: remasters or anything. Um, that's good. But, I mean, there's like so many different hidden gems in that. Yeah, um, so cool. I, I
0: actually also just... I recently played this game, and uh, what I have written down for Cool Cool Mountain is sleigh bells, snowmen, penguin races, and murder, uh, because you can murder that stupid little baby penguin. And I did it so many times, and the last time I played it, I I think I posted it to Instagram, I took a video of myself picking up that penguin and just dropping over oh,
1: the dear. edge at the end. At the poor end. penguin. So,
0: yeah, it's good times. Dude, that... Mario 64 did so much of that you would play. And it was one of the first games I ever saw it in um, where you would play a level uh, and finish something. And then when you went back to the level, something would be different because of what you did on your previous playthrough of the level. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like mind blown because I'd never seen a game do that before or not very many, at least. So like your example of playing the level and then going back and then now there's a penguin, a little lost penguin like walking around I was like oh my god like it's different now um yeah and then in some of the levels you would uh like there's one I forget what it's called but like it's it's one of the water ones where there's like a treasure like inside the ship you have to like dive down and there's a treasure mm-hmm. in there and you have to go into the ship and get it there was like an eel that would like swim oh, around yeah. and yeah yeah eventually he would come out and then you could go into the hole where he was um but like all of that depended on what you did in the level already uh and that stuff would change um gosh that game game did a lot of that it's pretty cool um next on our list is home alone um just thought we would mention it because uh home alone is an iconic christmas movie just watched that one the other night too um still holds up but this one came out originally on nintendo Game Boy, snes genesis and game gear it just they covered all the bases uh i remember playing this game specifically on a friend's game gear um and you just you had to avoid harry and marv set traps defend your house just like the game you had a bb gun some other traps and stuff like that um i don't remember it being particularly good but it was a game that you could play (laughs) that is Christmas really selling it (laughs) um well you know like 20 years later (laughs) I think they're good um or more at this point
1: imagine being Um, a (laughs) what would you call that like a legacy uh, a vintage game salesman this game is very good but uh got a BB gun it's pretty cool yeah and uh it's it's there uh, if you need it
0: it's based on Home Alone it's got something to do with Christmas so (laughs) you know Um, next on the list is until dawn and this, this like we're stretching a little bit here, or I, I guess I'm stretching a little bit here, but this game is set during the winter and eight college. It's a, it's a horror game, um, at its core. It's so, so good. Um, listeners or, or Evan, if you have not played this, I highly recommend it. This actually is Delaney. Okay. With like scary movies and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'd say.
0: Okay. So I, this is actually a really fun game to play with someone, um, cause it's, it's narrative driven. And then the story, uh, goes different places based on decisions you make, um, in like character development or just actions you take and things like that. So it's a lot of fun to play with another person and like decide together what your next move is going to be. Um, and then the, the idea is to, to survive with all eight people still alive, like to, to help all eight people survive the night, but essentially eight college kids, travel to a mountain cabin um I think a year after one of their friends passes away uh and it's it's set around Christmas time they go up there to like ski and you know like do whatever college kids do uh you know be horny and and whatnot yeah um and then they have to survive the night in a teen slasher type situation scenario so it's pretty good i I highly recommend it it's um, a game It is a game (laughs) and you can play it. Uh, the division is next. Um, and this one is, is kind of cool again, set around like the black Friday holiday, but terrorists release a bioweapon, um, that causes what the game calls the dollar flu. Uh, and they release it on American currency. That's why they call it that, uh, like during Uh, the black Friday holiday. And then the U S activates sleeper agents that work for the strategic homeland division or the division, to assist in restoring order. Um, so this game basically is triggered by events around Christmas time. And it's pain. not like a zombie outbreak. It's just a, a deadly pandemic. virus. Yeah.
1: So it's a little too close to home. Yeah. I was going to but... say, if you're really <laughs> trying to get fully back into pandemic vibes, yeah, the division is your game.
0: Dude, I was worried about that with the last of us Two this year. I was like, I don't know. I don't know if my brain's going to be able to take it, turns out I was fine. Like it's, yeah. it's still far enough removed from reality that it wasn't an issue, but, and I know other people were like worried about it too. Um, and then I think yeah, you added Fortnite, right? Like you want to, you to talk to this? Here
1: They, uh, you know, I don't know if this really should make the list because it is just a totally. Ever, yeah. Ever, ever going game here. But, um, they did some big stuff around Christmas though. In 2019, I remember getting super hyped. They had winter fest where they released jacked, santa or santa on steroids (laughs) um this is when planes were released as well which very controversial 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 Uh, we're gonna go with that um planes were pretty game-changing at that time um i thought they were cool thought it was fun but yeah jack santa was the was released around that time apparently they do have another release what's that was he like a shirtless santa no he had uh sleeves cut off Just he Uh, was fully yoked, like he was like Rambo Rambo Santa. Like I like a good
0: I like a good buff Santa.
1: Yeah, he he was more like the Klaus Santa, like really big dude. Nice, big burly beard. Um, it was good. Operation in 2020. Now we've got Operation Snowdown, and the character they have released for this time is Snowmando, among many other ones. Um, (laughs) Wait, entertaining character names as always. Like they gotta have fun with that. I'm sure. haven't played I'm it guessing, yet
0: though. I'm guessing this is a Google's like. Did you mean snowman? No, I don't mean no, snowman.
1: Snowmando, Jesus. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. I'm guessing. I was guessing this is gonna be like a buff Rambo type snowman, and it is. Is it? I love it. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Anyway, it looks like a snowman, but with like, like a ammo bandolier and like a bulletproof vest and shit.
1: You gotta check out the candy cane guy too. I like it. I can't even what is it? Up Winterfest 2020. That some of the names that they had created for these uh characters were, were truly entertaining. I'll see if I can find a couple quick ones here. Let's see. Monster
0: Candy Cane Skin.
1: Monster Candy Cane. Oh, I, I think it like was that. The one that I've got is Mr. Dappermint. Oh yeah. Yeah. With he, the mustache and shit. Yep. He's kinda like Mr. Peanut. <laughs> um couple of random characters hedron and iso so apparently they're bringing some type of physics which i guess makes sense because there is some type of time travel element this season and Um, there's a uh
0: there's like a nutcracker soldier guy
1: yep they got a whole bunch and i'm curious like do it's been so
0: long since i've played this i i it kind of makes me want to jump back in but i know if i jump back in i'm gonna be like fuck this i don't I don't, I don't know how to play this game anymore
1: <laughs> yeah because you got to get back into the building mechanics it's uh, yeah. a bit tricky
0: the last time i jumped in there was so much new stuff like the 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 respawn points now and like mm-hmm. like i'm i'm showing how long it's been since i had played it but like uh before i jumped back in there were no vehicles there were no respawns, like you couldn't carry teammates like all that stuff um it's fishing like way. that stuff was new mm-hmm. um but yeah I, I would try it out. We should, we should, I should download it and we should play some at some point. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, that,
1: it's still fun. They've done a good job. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, those are Christmas games, um, that have been released and that you can play right now if you would like to do so. Uh, some are better than others. And so you tell us what you think of these games, or if we miss some, uh, you should tell us that too. Um, so you can tell us on Facebook or you can write us an email. Uh, we'll tell you how to do that at the end of the show, but Evan, that brings us to Progress Bar. Yeah,
1: and you can't really like get too hyped about pro. Like, how do you say that like in, in the intro? Yeah, okay, that's good. That's right. We need that's, the sound. That's effect. what I did last week.
0: So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah, This is the this is the part of the show where we talk about games we've been playing um, and the shenanigans that we've been getting up to in those games. Um, Evan, I have not played the new season of Warzone yet. It's downloaded, it's ready to go. I just haven't jumped in, but tell me
1: about Rebirth Island. You got to get into it. Uh my new favorite map. Yeah, uh, it's I like it more than Warzone to be honest, but it's really going to depend on what type of player you are. So Rebirth Island, newer map, they only have trios, so that's the probably one unfortunate side currently. It, again, depending on what you like, but the fact that you know, you'd have to either do no-fill or you're playing with two randoms if you don't have anybody. That part kind of stinks, but it's extremely fast-paced. It's a smaller map. In the original articles coming out about it, they compared it to, like, Bone Zone. Um, but upon drop, you're equipped, e- equipped with a self-revive. And after dying, nice. as long as a teammate is alive, you can redeploy after what they're calling the rebirth period. That yeah. is... It changes based on your gameplay. I believe in the beginning, it's somewhere around 10 to 20 seconds. I again would imagine it depends on what you've done up to that point. Um, but you're rewarded for high risk play. So if you get contracts, even if you haven't completed them immediately, if you just grab a contract, it will reduce your time for a rebirth period. So the better that you do, the more kills that you get, the more contracts that you complete the lower the time is for rebirth period. And just like with Gulag, there is a certain time frame. So as it gets towards the end, um, that does get shut off entirely and you'd have to buy somebody back. And then the map continues to move around. But, um, if I were to compare the map, it's more of like, you have a giant prison in the middle of it. Um, there's a lot of somewhat interesting terrain, but it's mostly buildings. Like to me, I'd imagine it mostly like, like a, I don't know if a European islands even right, but like, there's just a lot of dimensions, like buildings that go pretty low and everything towards the coast. Um, there's a gondola in it. I haven't taken that yet, but there's a lot of different things going on in it, and it is extremely fast-paced. Like as soon as you kill somebody, that person's teammate might come back. So um, you definitely have to be on at all times. And but it's it's an absolute blast.
0: Is it? <clears throat> did you play uh, Black Ops Four?
1: I think I think so.
0: I think I read that it's it's literally the Alcatraz map from Black Ops I, four? Uh, but I,
1: I might be wrong about that. Actually, I think that was at least in the leaks. Black Ops 4, the Alcatraz map. That was zombies though, right? I or think was so. that in campaign? Okay. It's it's similar. I think okay. I I'm almost positive I played it, there is like the prison and everything with the cells, yeah. um, which does ring a bell from the Alcatraz yeah. Island, but that sounds yeah, cool. That's
0: cool. So you there's no for this there's new gulag it's just waiting the the time exactly. you have to wait your rebirth period yep. okay all right uh i will have to check maybe we should stream some of that today oh, is no. it a separate like a uh, separate playlist that you just select um, at the
1: you'd have your normal like war zone at the top and then rebirth islands its own, gotcha. own thing yeah cool all right uh what else you've been
0: getting it up to you
1: just picked up two new games i've uh you know realized we've done about four episodes three episodes and uh each time i'm like i haven't really mixed it up all that much i mean i played nhl which was a relatively newer game but um picked up red dead redemption 2 so a little late to the game on that one but excited to get into it i've only made it like maybe three percent of the way and i've heard this game is actually very very long uh, but a part of getting it is because December 1st, the online was released as well. So I do want to try and get into that and do some missions there. Uh, but the game that I'm probably most excited about, which I don't know why I didn't start it to begin with, but Ghost of Tsushima um, won a, an award, was up for uh, several others. Within the Game Awards this year, heard Mm -hmm. so many good things about it and was watching about like 20 minutes of gameplay from it. And I was like, yeah, I've got to get this game. Like, it looks incredible. Like, a bit of Assassin's Creed feels to it. Um, Beautiful, beautiful graphics from everything that I've seen so far. So, and just, I, I love like old, I don't know, it's probably not based on true history, but like the Japanese history of samurais is absolutely real. And I love reading about that and learning more about that. And I don't know if they'll pull things out from there, but, uh, you know, I mean, the whole story is based on the samurai. So I'd Mm. imagine there's definitely going to be some of those elements.
0: Yeah. I think from what I read, I haven't played that yet, but I I think from what I read, it's based on like some of the history in it is, is true. Um, like the invasion, uh, Mongols. Tsushima. Yeah. So like some of that stuff is true. And then obviously it's a, it's a fictional character like the protagonist is fictional but um yeah i'm excited to hear what you think about both of these
1: um how far like so where in red dead redemption 2 where are you at maybe th- like three percent so we just got into like a hunting quest where it's like teaching how to hunt um, oh gotcha okay so bear um, is bear that the,
0: the is that a is it a bear you hunt in that it's first? a
1: couple deer but a, be- a bear does show up and oh, gotcha. i okay i've seen so many clips of this like it's not my first time like reading or watching anything about red dead. So I'm familiar with some of the things. And like, I used to see clip after clip of bears, just like mauling your character. So as soon They're as tough. they pointed out the bear, I was like, yeah, <laughs> not going near that. Like we're going to yeah. take a different turn. I don't even want to mess with this yet. That's a smart, that's a smart call.
0: <laughs> yeah. The first, the first time I did that, I, I got mauled, like just ripped to shreds and you're cause you're with somebody too. Right. And then, yeah. The guy I was with like was not helping at all either. He was like taking a shot every like ten seconds or something. I'm like, come on, man! Like, I like I'm all up and close, up close and personal with this bear. The bear is only attacking me, and the guy's like taking a shot every ten seconds. He like didn't help at all, uh, and I died. Oh, but uh, yeah, and then I'm excited to see what you think about Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't watched it or played it yet, but um, I think when it came out, I was I was late to the game on Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. and I was playing that uh and so i didn't really like i wasn't looking for more uh assassin's creed vibes which this mm-hmm. game does give me and i've like i've heard nothing but good things it, it obviously won um a lot of accolades it won the player's voice game of the year of, award for the game awards um and it was one of the nominees for game of the year uh for the official voting as well. So
1: that's part of why um, I got that one. But you, so you yeah. did play Odyssey and that was another game that came across my list. So I literally was like, all right, I'm going to buy red dead redemption 2. really good game. Heard many <clears> good <throat> things about it. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to get that ghost of Shima, Tsushima was on the top of my list, but a couple other games that I did not get Uh star Wars. What is it? Return of the, not return of the Jedi. What was the most recent one that they released with the oh,
0: Jedi? Um, Jedi fallen order.
1: Yes. Um, Highly recommend that almost picked that one up. I, I watched the trailer and was like, yes, this is it. Instead bought Ghost of Tsushima. So I thought that was interesting. But can you tell me about Odyssey as well as the oh, yeah. Star Wars?
0: So, yeah, Assassin's Creed Odyssey is much, much different um, than most of the other Assassin's Creed games that have come before. It's sort of their new formula, it seems like now. So, like, the original Assassin's oh, so. Creed games were much more linear. Um, and this is like very open world. It's a huge map. It follows the formula that Odyssey, I think Odyssey was the first one that they made like this, which was set in ancient Egypt. Um, so this one's set in ancient Greece. Um, and it's got some supernatural elements to it. So there's like, like, uh, legendary beasts and things like that, that you can hunt down, um, that are like Greek legends. Uh, and then, There's I think there's some other like magic. It's been a while since I've played it and I did not finish this game. (laughs) Add it to my list. Um, I'm
1: going to do that now.
0: (laughs) But uh, there's there's some supernatural elements around like the main story as well. Um, But it's really good. Like the the loot system is fun, uh, finding new weapons and like figuring out which weapons have which characteristics and effects um, is really fun. I, I think the combat is fun, too. Um, there's stealth options for combat. Um, it's a really good game. Uh, and it's, it's not super linear. So you you can just wander around. If you wander into an area that you're probably not supposed to be in yet, like if it's, if it's overleveled for you, like you'll get killed very, very quickly. But, um, the game makes that stuff pretty obvious to you. So yeah. And then at, at one point you get a boat and you can just like sail around to the different islands and like, you can go all over the place. It's really fun. Um, and then Jedi Fallen Order is that's definitely a, a little more linear um as far as gameplay goes but you still have an option to travel around to different planets um that you have discovered uh, or been to um really at any time and then uh there's some like just the cool stuff around the edges there's some um lightsaber customization that's really fun um like color you know hilt, like all that stuff i i did i remember it doesn't change how your lightsaber functions i think it's all just aesthetic uh, but it's pretty cool um and the story is really good too um and now i'm having a hard time remembering when it was set but i think it's set after return of the jedi if i remember correctly um like sh- like maybe 5 years or so after return of the jedi uh so it's really really good um and it 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 no i could be wrong it it might it's- be It might be between episode three and episode four
1: happens before the Mandalorian and the rise of the Skywalker rise of Skywalker and Mandalorian was what? Oh my God. Was it eight years after after um, the original? I can't remember how their, their timeline functions in the Star Wars universe. It has to do with what, when Luke blew up the death star. I just don't recall what that event was called.
0: Um, okay, yeah. So Jedi Fallen Order occurs five years after Anakin becomes Darth Vader in Revenge of the Sith. So it's yeah. Okay, this is this is why I was questioning myself because Cal, Cal Kestis, the the protagonist of the game, was a Padawan during the Order sixty six purge, um, and so like I mean I don't I don't think that's huge spoilers. It's it's kind of part of the core story, but um. Yeah. So it's, it's like set in that time period. It's really, really good. Um, he's like a young Jedi. Um, the combat is a lot of fun. Like there's a lot of, uh, like, uh, there's an upgrade tree and there's a lot of abilities you can get and things like that. Um, and then, uh, you've got like a, a super cute little like robot sidekick, uh, that goes everywhere with you.
1: Um, and he's, he's a lot of fun too. So I, I highly recommend both of those right, games. I'm, I'm getting that game for sure. It's just a matter of time. Um, let's see. Uh, Oh,
0: so I played, uh, so as far as what I've been doing lately, I played, uh, some D and D again yesterday. Um, nothing too, too exciting from that. It wasn't a combat heavy session, but I did level up, uh, for the first time and I got to reverse my age curse. So I'm no longer 60. I'm 40 again, which is fantastic. (laughs) Feels good. Uh, my bones don't hurt as, as much anymore. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a good time. I love D and D so much. Uh, it's, I think we're going to play again on Tuesday, like tomorrow. Um, okay. cause our, our DM is trying to get us through where we're at before we break for Christmas. So yeah, I'm excited. Uh, so I get two D and D sessions in a week, which is great. Um, I played a little more of the last of us part two. Uh, the museum sequence makes me cry every single time. Uh, I play through it like just knowing the background of these characters and the amount of thought joel had to put into this and then like when he hands her the cassette tape with the the launch like um recording and he like he tells her to close her eyes and she's like imagining being in the shuttle and like i don't know just their relation like it breaks my heart so much like their relationship and then I mean we're a ways out from the game I will not spoil too much but like you know when other events happen and she finds out certain things like it puts a huge strain on their relationship and um I don't know it's just it's heartbreaking but it's like it's so like the way that game weaves in and out of like sad and really heartfelt and touching and then like horrific and violent and like it j- it does all of those things so so well um and their relationship, Uh, you know, and and the stuff you see early on in the game and then seeing other things that affect their relationship later on. And and you're kind of putting this together, this like strained odd father daughter relationship that they've had for years now. Um, It's just so good. So I played through the museum sequence. I think I actually finished up Ellie's half of the story before I signed off. Um, So now I'm starting Abby's side of things, but it's still really good. I like I I'm glad I waited this long to replay it, but I'm I'm still very much as into it this time around as I was the first
1: time. I uh, see I haven't started playing it. I know we've got our discussion. I've been watching playthroughs, but
0: that honestly maybe that that's just gonna, as
1: good. Yeah. I mean it, it is like watching a movie, except you just play as the character instead. Yeah. But um I'll probably end up doing it I, I might give it a few a little bit longer to play that one. Through
0: if you again. If you do play through it, so like what I'm doing right now, because I'm just trying to get I'm trying to get all the collectibles and eventually platinum the game. So what I'm doing right now is playing through on the easiest setting, um, and it like it even warns you before you jump into. It. It's like you chose the easiest setting, like you you understand that, right? But all it does is it, it just makes the combat encounters much less challenging. Uh, items are a lot more plentiful, um, and both of those things, like I'm. I'm just trying to go like I'm trying to go through the story again and I'm trying to get collectibles mm-hmm. as I go. So it's making it a, a much lighter experience on that side of it. It is not like challenging, but I'm still getting the story. Um so in my opinion it's a great way like if you're just trying to like freshen up on the story and and like the feel of it, I think that's a good that's a good route to take. Um I played a little more Cyberpunk 2077. I've I've kind of laid off of that game for now. Um
1: Yeah, I thought you said you weren't going back.
0: Uh, no, I, I like it too much. I think, um, to completely give it up, uh, we're going to talk more about cyberpunks 2077 too, but, um, it makes me really sad. I like, I'm, I'm so split on this game because it, the aesthetic is so great. The story they set up is so great. The atmosphere, the world that they're building is, is great. Like nothing short of great but then their execution and how shitty they were as a company around its release are just such huge bummers. And the fact that it just still doesn't work right. And it's, I was telling Cecilia about it the other day because obviously she cares about all my video games. Um, oh, of course. And <laughs> so I was telling her like, it's, it's disappointing. Cause like it's, you, you know, the, the, the phrase, like it's, you know, why does an ocean deep as a puddle? And I feel like that really applies to this game. Like, it's a massive map it's the city is really dense but i i wish it was as detailed and rich as it is dense like there's a lot of things to do but it's not super varied at least at the moment and then like things that they said were going to be in the game are not in the game um and then there's like obvious things that that are getting overlooked like this is a cyberpunk game and you can't change your your look after the initial character creation like but the entire game is about, it's like, it's cyberpunk. Like that's exactly what all of this is. So there, there's just things that are just missing that seem like such obvious things. So I think I'm going to wait a while, let them pat, like there's a, obviously, or evidently a couple of big patches coming out in January and February. So I think I'm going to let them patch the game, maybe add a few more things to it before I go back and, and finish it. Cause right now, like I'm enjoying it. It's fine. It it runs okay on my PS five, um, it just doesn't feel as complete or feature rich as I was hoping it would be. So, uh, and I, I don't want to play through the entire game like that. So I'll, yeah. I'll it some time.
1: Well, and then at, at the same note too, if they're going to release updates to fix much of that or improve it, you know, yeah. do you wait and just wait until it's more of a complete game?
0: Yeah. I like I, if, if somebody's still on the fence about buying
1: it, I don't buy it right now. Like straight up, I don't recommend buying it. Um, how many legs on this Ikea table do you think it even has? You drew an I analogy d- the last time of <laughs> like I d- if they I d- just sold you <laughs> broken furniture. How many legs uh, are we missing on this? Does it even have a tabletop?
0: For for some people, it has no legs. Oh, um, for for so for the it runs passably on Series X and PS5, um, but it's it still crashed for me. I've only played it on my PS5. I played a little bit on my PS4 Pro just to see what the difference was, but. I've only really played it in earnest on my PS five and it's still crashed for me on my PS five five times now. Um, and I still constantly get bugs like guns will just be sticking out of players hands, um, or NPCs hands. NPCs will be missing body parts. Cars will be floating in the air. Um, there was one, uh, this wasn't my glitch, but I I saw somebody, uh, with a, a video clip where, um, the, the, the trap in the traffic, a car hit another car or like bumped another car. And that car just went flying (laughs) off into the air. Like it was like a low speed fender bender and the car just went flying. So there's like a lot of stuff like that. So it's, it's not even when it doesn't crash, which I like, why are we talking about a game not crashing as being like a serviceable game? But like, right. Even when it doesn't crash, there's still so many other things that are just, just straight up broken. Like even on next gen systems that, just don't just don't buy this game right now i i have every confidence that this is going to be a great game at some point it's not right now don't buy this yeah
1: it's not the release year that it came out though
0: exactly exactly which is that's disappointing and it's shitty um but that's where we're at uh i played a little bit of warzone but i only played before the new season launched, so no real updates there although uh well we'll we'll get into that in a second um i played some fall guys and i played uh, a game called the last campfire, which is hello games. New game. Hello games is the, the developer that made no man's sky. The last campfire is a lot different. Um, it's cute. Uh, it's, it feels lonely. It feels kind of sad. Um, the story is essentially that you're these little beings called, you are a little being called Ember an Ember. Um, and I, I, think that's the race. I don't think that's the character's name. Um, and, it starts off with like this sequence where uh, a a group of you are like sailing down this river to this place and you fall behind because you get distracted by a bird. And immediately I was like, that's a hundred percent me. I would get distracted by something and get lost because that's who I am. (laughs) And so I was like, I identify with this character immediately. Um, And then, so they like sail off without him because they don't realize that he gets stuck behind and then he drops his paddle in the water. So now he's in a canoe without a paddle. And I was like, also me, I identify. (laughs) So like, This is my guy. Um, And then he like because the the river current is carrying him, he like floats past where the other people sailed to. And so now he's like lost. So it seems like the game is drawing an analog uh, to like death and grief. um, And it's it's, like playing out those themes. So in the game, you're solving puzzles to help other embers um, move on. They're like stuck in this like in between place and they like calcify their bodies like calcify because they like they're stuck here and they don't know how to move on or whatever so you're like helping them move on but what i think is really unique and and kind of cool about this game is that you also happen upon embers that don't want to be helped or are not ready to be helped and so they tell you that um like you go up and you'll like initiate dialogue and they'll say something like uh, I'm I'm just not ready to be helped. I'm not ready to to not be sad or like, I'm not ready to do this or like they'll just tell you, like, I don't I don't want your help right now. Um, and then you just move on like and we're so used to in these in games like this, like we're used to like, I am the main character. I have to fix a problem. And it's like this very like black and white sort of exchange in these games. And I think it's really cool that they're also including this other color of like not every problem is fixable at least by you. And it doesn't have to be. And that's fine. Like people are allowed to be
1: sad and stay sad. You know, it's a game that all boyfriends needed. Oh my don't God. Try yeah. And fix it. Just listen, just listen, <laughs> Don't offer your advice, even if it might be right. Just exactly.
0: Listen. Exactly. If you're not being asked for input or a fix, don't yeah. offer one. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciate that this game is like playing with those colors too. Cause you don't get that a lot. Like that's, that's a level of like emotional nuance that most games don't have, um, which I think is cool. Um, so two things here, Evan, um, fall guys, should I talk about that now or like later in the quests? Cause it, it was one of the quests. Should we save it?
1: I let's save it towards the end. I, okay. I do want to hear about this, but I, I think there's some good news in that and I I'm excited about Sweet. it.
0: Um, well then that brings us to our level up portion and just real quick, uh, I have to brag because I got the Warzone green floor loot challenge locked down. Um, and I will be right it, in our outline right now. It says footage is up on YouTube. It's not up on YouTube right now because I haven't uploaded <laughs> it to YouTube yet, but I will upload it on YouTube by the time this show comes out, it'll be on YouTube. Um, and you can see, uh, I think we ended up getting sixth actually when I was doing My this. Bad. So, and, and um, for and those, I, I, I didn't mean, get just exactly too so quick kills.
1: You got you did get your two kills? Yeah, yeah. So the, the challenge, again, for those who haven't heard it, you need green floor loot the entire way, That mainly for your guns, so you could use any other grenades, you can use any yeah. perks, things like that, but you need to get top ten and at least two kills, which we played last Monday after our last podcast, and we got, I think, sixth place as well, and I only had one kill, though, at the end, which was yeah. very disappointing. Yeah, we very were close.
0: switching off. Uh, between which of us was going for the green floor loot challenge I just got obliterated last time we tried it I got obliterated and then this time uh, I think I was playing with Michael my buddy Michael um, when I got it and I had my two kills but he had like eight or something like he like crushed it that game so that's the only reason I was able to get it um, what, uh, what, did, what did you get up to this week? What, how did you level I, up this week?
1: I did not achieve shit. I didn't get that uh, green floor loot. The closest was uh, the last time we played. Um, but I will say, you know, one of these uh, future level ups of finish a game. I feel like I've got a better opportunity to do that now with Red Dead Redemption 2 and Ghost of nice. Tsushima. So I'll have more coming up on that one. All right, cool. Well, um we've seen obviously this week
0: that I'm a better gamer. Uh I'm not <laughs> sure that was up for debate in the first place, but with we, Call of
1: Duty too, yes. Yeah. So. yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> no, I I think going head to head, um I 100% you're better than me at at Warzone. Uh, uh, yeah, I
1: mean we're I put more time into it, though. It'd be like me yeah. trying to like you know, dethrone you in Rocket League, which we we know would not be which uh, also a may wise not be
0: too hard. Man, I need to go back to Rocket League too. I there's too many things to do. Um, all right, let's get into some patch notes, Evan. Uh, we have some things to talk about. We're going to talk about cyberpunk. We're going to talk about Vin Diesel. We're going to talk real briefly about the game awards. We're going to talk about scalpers. We're going to talk about streaming and possibly the end of streaming. But first really quickly, uh, one of the games that we mentioned from the game awards was Callisto protocol from Glenn Schofield and striking distance. Studio, um, and I didn't catch this until much, much later, Evan. But apparently, that game, Callisto Protocol, which is basically Dead Space updated, is set in the PUBG universe.
1: So, there's got to be some type of crossover coming, right?
0: I you would have to assume PUBG just started season 10 not long ago, maybe a week, week and a half ago um and i i don't think it was in that but you would have to assume when this releases they're going to do some kind of a crossover event it's it's being funded this game's being funded by the pubg corporation um so i guess that's the reason it's set in the pubg universe they like they're not saying it is not it's not uh uh battle royale it's like it's not that type of game for sure it's just set in the pubg universe so like if you heard that and thought fuck well i'm not playing a horror a horror-based uh, battle royale. That's not what this is, but um, yeah. So I don't know exactly how that works, but it's in the PUBG universe. The trailer looks
1: insane. It's so that. good. It looks Did so you watch good. the Red Band trailer? Uh, I don't think so. I'm not sure. But, uh, the trailer that I watched was literally the guy in that prison cell. Yeah. So I think it was their main trailer.
0: There's um. <clears throat> so the Red Band trailer is just an expansion to that, and it's just it's a little more graphic, and it's got like, but it it shows the graphics. I think um and the fidelity a a little better it's it just looks really good it does look horrific glenn Schofield said in that clip from the the game awards that they're setting out to make
1: the scariest game ever on console oh god so and i if i can barely make it through a you know a very not uh it's not a visually advanced game of phasmophobia but that game is still terrifying dude that game is this game is supposed to be the scariest then yeah uh, I, b- I believe you can do it.
0: Dead Space was terrifying in its own right. So uh, I'm excited. Um, I don't think we have a release date for that yet either. So we'll we'll keep you posted. Um, next, we've got some unsurprising Cyberpunk updates. Um, and you added a couple of these. So do you want to talk through these these
1: first couple years? Yeah, of year? the, this one, um, I don't want to see... like I, I wanted to see Cyberpunk 2077 be successful, but... At this point, it is kind of comical with the amount of stuff that's coming out where I, yeah, I'll just say, themselves.
0: I hate that we have to talk about this again, but we have yeah. to talk about this again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't think we need to beat a dead horse here, but here's a couple fun quotes that came out of a, a report recently. The title is Cyberpunk 2077 developers grill management over crunch deadlines and poor launch. From Bloomberg. Are we surprised? No. But one of the quotes that I found fascinating is developers asked blunt questions about the company's reputation, the game's unrealistic deadlines, and the relentless overtime in the months and years leading up to the game's December 10th release, Bloomberg writes. But the game's first day or delay was announced back in January with studio head Adam Be- Be- Badowski and co-founder Marcin Iwinski saying in a statement we are currently at a stage where the game is complete and playable and that part I feel like is super important mm-hmm. and playable mm-hmm. but there's still work to be done which as we know the piece or the the consoles are a complete mess uh you said it's crashed 5 times on you so far they And that's on a reviewer's PS5. Yes, and reviewers only were given PC codes, so they clearly knew some yep. shit was up, and somehow the game was playable, which I find very unlikely in January. Um, so they say that the the game is still complete and playable, but there's still work to be done. Well, no shit. Um, Bloomberg reports that during yesterday's all hands, one employee asked the company board why it had said the game was complete and playable when that wasn't the case, and the board responding that it would take responsibility, though it's unclear that that would what that would mean we have found out what some of that does mean the developers are not being held to how the game's been uh, reviewed at this point they're still going to get their bonuses but holy shit in january they were saying this shit was playable like uh, i don't know that's a little sketch
0: yeah and and remember that this game has been in development for almost 8 years it was delayed i think 3 or 4 times since that first delay um one of Gosh, those delays in college
1: still I was in
0: college when this was in development dude that, that oh my god my mind. yeah oh yeah oh my god eight years ago I. where was were you eight tw- years ago yeah let's see i'm almost 35 minus eight i would have been holy shit i would have been like 23 23 24 i was well
1: what was 27 I right doing in my
0: oh my god yeah i'm terrible at math 27 yeah what did i say 23 I'm I'm gonna, 27 yeah. uh i was what was i doing back then I think I was managing the hotel. That dude, that seems like another lifetime ago. I I was a completely different person seven years ago.
1: Than I, I am now. Fuck man, these guys were working on this for that long too. Poor poor <sighs> developers with crunch yeah. and over. And then they great. still had to crunch at the at the yeah. end.
0: Um Yeah, man, this is really shitty.
1: Uh well it doesn't seem to be the end of this either. Oh no. And you've got a few more things underneath here that kind of yeah. are evident. S-
0: of <laughs> oh man. So, um CD Project Red could be in for a class action lawsuit or 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 several. Uh we don't know yet. Um this uh this comes in tandem from PCgamer.com uh, and the New York Times because this is such a huge debacle that the New York times, the New York fucking times picked up how bad a video game <laughs> release was. So the title of the New York times article is, let me scroll back up. Cyberpunk 2077 was supposed to be the biggest video game of the year. What happened? Um, and so it just, it kind of outlines everything that's happened with the launch so far. Um, and they, they even stated in here that so many players demanded refunds for, from distributors, This week that they overwhelmed Sony's customer service representatives and even briefly took down one of its corporate sites, which is true. They people asking for refunds crashed one of Sony's sites. Um, But uh, in here, it also says um, employees that during the game uh, employees, sorry, said during the game development, there was a general attitude of building more things themselves rather than sometimes licensing other so-called middleware quote unquote or supporting software from other companies with greater expertise as a result the developers created worse versions of features that had been perfected by other companies so they like this is just more evidence that they like and not not the developers themselves but the leadership created this scenario in which they would have to crunch and then release uh, a terribly broken game but um Essentially, what this is coming down to is there are lawyers both in Poland uh, and in the U.S. that are looking into potential class action lawsuits, some of whom are also investors in CD Projekt Red, uh, because the the claim is that the advertising and the claims made by CD Projekt Red ahead of release did not match the final product, and it was essentially false marketing and false advertising. Um So we will see how that goes. I did, uh, this is actually related, which rarely happens, but I did just listen to a podcast, um, from how stuff works about how class action lawsuits work and all that has to be done for a judge to decide that this is worth going to trial is for the plaintiff, um, or whoever's representing the plaintiffs to, to, uh, demonstrate that, that there was harm done, um, to the plaintiff by the company's action, um, knowingly. So, in this case, it would be that the leadership at CD Projekt Red knew that this game was unplayable, uh, and still released it, knowing that you know customers were not going to be happy
1: that they were releasing a, a broken product and then, therefore, that, hurt investors. So, but that's not all, or that's not all. But wait, there's more still, somehow, second week <laughs> talking about this. Um, so also PlayStation and Xbox have
0: issued refunds to anyone, uh, requesting them that, that bought cyberpunk digitally. Um, and they've, they've just made blanket blanket statements that if you want a refund for cyberpunk 2077, you bought it digitally, we will give it to you. It's just a blanket statement. Neither one of these platforms have ever done this before. Both of them have extremely strict refund policies and, 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 PlayStation completely delisted it from their store. You can't even buy it on PlayStation store right now. And I can't think of another time when PlayStation has done that. It's insane. Bye. I like, I don't understand this. And then, okay. So I also have to say here, some outlets were reporting that CD project red promised digital refunds on behalf of like Xbox and PlayStation. They didn't. IGN is, is one of the outlets. I'm like, I'm just, I'm tired of, stupid fucking clickbait bullshit from these outlets. but like IGN is one of the outlets that reported this. CD project Red clearly stated I read this statement on last week's episode. CD project Red's statement clearly said, please try to get refunds from the original retailer first if you can't contact us. People took that to mean that CD project Red had set up deals with these with PlayStation and Xbox and whoever for refunds, but they didn't say that. Like that was just a dumb assumption made by people that can't read apparently. So this is all still shitty, but like CD project red in their defense did not ever say that, but, um, they have (laughs) gone on to say that if you cannot get refunds for whatever reason, from either one of those places or whatever retailer you bought the, the game from, um, they will refund physical copies out of their own pockets if they need to. So I would be lying if I said that I hadn't considered asking for a refund for the copy that I bought just out of principle, but I talked myself down from it because I was like, no, because I am going to keep the game. I am going to play it. Eventually I'll enjoy it. I'm sure. So I'm not going to do it. I'll be, I'll be a a more upstanding person than that. But, um, you, I, I think you can do that right now if you really want to. Uh, and just in short there, they released the, the statement where they announced this, that they released said, um, in, in part, uh, we've just started reaching out to people who sent us a message with a confirmation of receipt. Uh, we send these emails out in waves. So don't worry if you don't receive an answer immediately. Um, and then they said, um, we'd like you to know that our, our intention is for every owner of a physical copy or a digital copy bought at retail who has valid proof of purchase and sends us an email at com within the time window to receive a refund. Um, and so that, then they say, we will do this out of our own pocket mm-hmm. if necessary, uh, if you're unable to obtain a refund from where you purchased it. So um, they are going out of their way to to make good on on some of this, uh, I guess. I on, think that's on damage level.
1: control. They it, have is, to, it is 100% for the, sure. The fact that they have one lawsuit or two potentially, like... Yep, mm. there's going to be more stuff coming down the road, and anything that they do now is only going to CYA and cover their ass for potential, you know, just other lawsuits. Really,
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, because so the the class action lawsuits that are being threatened right now, I think are are from investors, but there is a situation, Evan, in where uh, in which people that bought the game that cannot play it, like you're out sixty or seventy or whatever dollars yeah I could see a situation where customers launch a class action suit because they paid for something that they didn't get um i i could definitely see that happening if 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 this is i this could that could still happen depending on how oh, things yeah. go so um and then lastly <laughs> on top of all of this we talked about uh c d project red project red's stock falling by twenty nine percent that equates to roughly $1 billion for the, the founders, um, of the company. So that plunge in share, uh, values, uh, stock value has resulted in the founders of the company losing about a billion dollars of wealth over the past. What's it been three weeks now it launched on the 10th, two weeks, not even two weeks. So
1: Yeah. We, we thought that, or I did that, that, that this would just set a precedent that they'd continue to release broken games, but uh, it seems that this might not be the case. Uh, losing one be. billion dollars is not something to really cheer about. And no. uh, while they've made their marketing and developer costs already, you could have had one billion more. Dude, that's the crazy part. Like, yeah, you, you,
0: I, I can't. I'm not an expert, but I can't remember again another time where a company has done this well at the release of a video game. Like a developer has done this well on a release as far as like purchases go, like that's a huge Mm -hmm. influx of cash. So they're not hurting for cash. Like they, they sold strongly. I can't think of another instance of like breaking like pre-order records and like making all of your marketing and development costs back on day one. And then your stock still plummets like this. This is proof. I think if anything, like we were talking about this before too, but like you kind of have to vote with your wallet on some of these things. Yep. And I think this is further proof that that will indeed work. Like there's one language, these companies speak and it's money. So if, if you are hurting their bottom line, then something will change. And yeah, I think this may be, this may be a case where it's hurting their bottom line enough that something, something actually may change from this. Um, And I I didn't put it in here, but I I was reading a couple reports too that PlayStation and Xbox are both taking another look at their refund policies and their certification policies uh, for, you know, whether games even make it to market in the first place, because this game should not have. Um, And so we'll see what happens there, too. Who knows, like PlayStation and Xbox want to make their money, too. So nothing may change on that front,
1: but. We'll see. Well, do you think that we'll, uh, do we close the case of cyberpunk at this point? You know, two weeks I, in a row here. I would
0: hope yeah. so. I would hope so. I, I think unless something crazy happens over the next week and like, you know, before we record again, I think we're probably done talking about cyberpunk for a while. I'm not going to play it for a while. So I hope that this is the last we have to talk about them oh, okay. for a while.
1: are yeah, in trouble if they still have more coming up. Oh man.
0: Um, and I, I feel bad. We were texting about this earlier, but I feel bad for Keenwawoo Reeves too, uh being attached to this mess. Although like it doesn't seem like any of the splash has has gotten to him. Like he was just an actor in there. the game. It's not like he was like responsible for it, but yeah, I, I just exactly. feel bad that he's he's attached to like something that's going so shitty right King now.
1: Keenwa's gonna be just fine. Just yeah, he's just such off. a nice guy. I yeah. just
0: I, I wish this had gone better for his sake, but um, Speaking of celebrities and video games, Evan, how's that for a a segue segue? Um, Vin Diesel, we said we're going to talk about him. He uh, and we we talked about him last week being involved in Ark Survival Evolved 2. I think that's what they're calling it. Um, Apparently, Vin Diesel, uh, and I knew this, but he's a bit of a gamer. He plays D&D. He plays video games. And apparently he was a huge fan of the first Ark game. Uh, which is why he even got involved in the second. But apparently, uh, Studio Wildcard, who is the the developer that's working on this game um, and put out the first one, uh, they have hired Vin Diesel as an executive producer on the game. But get this, Evan, not only executive producer, they have hired him as what they are calling the president of creative convergence.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that means. What do you think that means? Not a clue. But I, I, you know what I think good. it
0: means? I think it means that in order to get him to come on board, they had to make up a bullshit oh god position for him.
1: I'm not um, gonna hate Vin Diesel. Now? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I mean, I I don't, I don't hate Vin Diesel. I think he's, I think he's strange, but he's like, you know, I, I feel like he's fairly clean. I, now that I'm saying this, somebody's probably gonna a, bring something to You made to my a really
1: attention. good point though. He, what, so, Vin, what's it going to take for you to get this deal here? We really want you to be one of our producers, executive producers for Arc Two. What's it going to take? Like, I yeah. want to be president of. <laughs> what, what do you want to be the president of? Uh, uh, creative. All right, oh so we're going to create a title, creative convergence. Like, yeah. what in the hell does that even mean?
0: I don't. I don't think anybody knows what that means. I do. What kind I of authority do does he
1: get? Huh? what kind of authority does he get with that too? Are yeah, we I, just going to start seeing like fast and furious crossover with the survival game now? Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't know what this really means for the game. I do know that, um, they are developing that like animated series too, that he's involved in, uh, and like a bunch of other celebrities, you know, we were off a list last week. So I, I don't know if it has something to do with like bridging the game and that series. My, my assumption is this is just a bullshit title and they, they, he's on board as an executive producer, which means that he's he's got money in the game now um but he's also got some control over like the end result um and he's he's not a stranger to being an executive producer he's he's produced i think all of the fast and furious movies um Hmm. since the first one uh some of the triple x movies um even maybe one or two of the riddick movies too um so he's like he's got experience in that in that Realm, uh, not on video games, but um, he's he's done some producing before, so uh, yeah, I we'll see what happens with this game. He's but
1: bring Vin, back up, uh, what was it, Vin the Diesel was a video game exec? And create a babysitter video oh, yeah. game, oh, my
0: God. <laughs> dude. Can you imagine now that he's in video games, he's like, Yeah, let's just make all my movies yeah. games, yeah. <laughs> like we have so much material
1: and I want to be the president of creative convergence of all of
0: them. Uh, I just, I want one time in my life. I want somebody to make up a bullshit title like that for me. Uh, just so I can, just so I can be like, yeah, I'm the president of, I don't know. The well, what are you going to be the president? You I, I can't, I can't think of anything more bullshit than creative convergence, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll try and think of something though. Um, so yeah, Vin Diesel is a, is a video game exec now, which is, that's a fun world to live in. Um, just really quickly too uh i'm next the game awards set some some uh records this year um the game awards this story comes from game informer sorry the last the last story came from gamesindustry.biz by the way um this story comes from game informer uh and the the game awards had 83 million live streams um supporting this year's show um the the viewership was up 84% year over year. Uh and what? they at one point had 2.63 million viewers concurrently on Twitch. Uh which is more than double last year. Um 9,000 co-creators uh or creators co-streaming the show. Um just like bre- breaking records left and right. Uh you know, and and Tom Holland this year was involved, Keanu Reeves was involved, Eddie Vetter um yeah you know, nolan north uh troy baker like they they kind of pulled out like you know the the london philharmonic um you know was was involved so they they kind of pulled out all the stops uh and i really think that this is a result of this show being remote this year i think that's oh, well, the entire absolutely. reason it broke all these records gal gadot i forgot gal gadot was yeah was on the show um brie larson so yeah so congrats to jeff keely and the game awards this is cool I'm glad it, it's getting more attention.
1: Um, yeah, you do reference it in this, and so I won't go too much into it, but um, I like his mindset to it, though. I don't know Jeff Keeley is a person, spoiler alert, but um, <laughs> he, does, he has some fair points, though, where he's trying to create crossover and continue to so. grow gaming as a whole, and yeah. hence why he included people like Tom Holland in the yeah. game.
0: Yeah. He's just, he's a, he's good. a big like video gamer. He just loves video games. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's obvious when he does these shows, he gets so, he's like, he's so like dorky. He's obviously like dorky and awkward, but he's also like a pretty charismatic person. And so like, he's, he's a great host because he's very excited, obviously about a subject material. Um, he knows the industry he's been in it for a long time. Uh, and it's just so obvious that he's just excited about video games. He just, he's doing this because he loves it, you know, uh, which is refreshing for sure. Um, but yeah, up next, I just, I kind of wanted to like touch on this. Uh, the, what I wrote here is that Jeff Keighley kindly says, fuck off to people who are butthurt about the last of us Two winning game of the year. Um, and I, I really want to know what you think about this too, cause you added a good point here, but essentially, um, this story comes from uh, game informer, but, um, essentially people were, were talking about the fact that they think it was rigged for the last of us part two. Um, and this is like fans that are like, you know, everyone, you know, fans saying everyone hated this game. I don't understand how it could win game of the year, but in the player's voice voting, the last of us part two came in second to Ghost of Tsushima. So the fans are obviously out there and Jeff Keighley says that. Um, but essentially in this, in this article, I, I won't quote the whole thing. The, the article is called Jeff Keighley opens up about the last of us part two game awards backlash, if you guys want to read it for yourselves, but essentially in this, he says like, Hey, I'm out there like making sponsorship deals. And you know, like you said, like cross pollinating and, and, you know, talking to like people like Tom Holland and Eddie Vedder. And like, he's, he's out there making those deals. He's not really very involved in the voting process at all. Um, it's just his name. It's on it is on it because he started it, but people started doing this last year with death stranding and, and Kojima because he's very good friends with Kojima. Um, and Death Stranding didn't win, but people were saying that it was it was rigged because the last show is so Death Stranding heavy. This show is very Last of Us Part Two heavy, so it's just people that for some reason hate The Last of Us Part Two vocally, which I like. I just don't understand all that hate in the first place. But um, people are just mad. It's the that loudest in the it room. Won.
1: It's it's just people. Like again, it goes like to the vote. The vote the people voting came in second place. So who out there truly hates the game that much? Exactly. I didn't leave a review for the last of us, but I thought it's one of the greatest games of all time. Like,
0: yeah. And it sold incredibly well. It was incredibly well received critically and, and by players, like not all players, but like, you know, it's got good Metacritic scores. So yeah, there's obviously love out there for this game, but, um, you, so you brought up a point here in the outline about, you know, crunch and developers and, how it relates to awards with Jeff, yeah. Jeff Keeley also touched on, but I want to know what you think about that.
1: Right. Well that, and that, I, that was based on the, um, in that interview too, which I thought was a little ironic that they mentioned about some of the backlash and some of the awards, but, um, Kotaku and a couple of the, I guess, reviewers or whoever edit, editors of some sort were involved in this, but they, they, were, they, they said that they liked The Last of Us 2, and it wasn't that they were against it winning the game of the year. However, one award that they were somewhat against was the, the Best Direction Award. Um, and according to the Game Awards website, the Best Direction Award is giving for, in quotes, outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. This description makes it clear that the responsibility for winning or losing this award rests squarely on the shoulders of the people in charge of leading development. I I do have to agree with them in some part uh, part as part of this, but in in essence what they're saying is that no game that required its developers to crunch, like The Last of Us Part II did, should be given the Best Direction Award. Um, And The Last of Us Two took that award as well, among many others. Um, Which I thought was a fair point. We talked about crunch the last time already, um but again it kind of goes back like you have to vote with your money like if you don't like that then don't buy that game which fuck you i'm buying this game like i I don't care (laughs) and i'm sorry to the developers who almost died eating the ramen while making this game (laughs) um but like it's a great game it's a really really good game and it did not disappoint and if you didn't like it well i think you're the minority i'm sorry like that's clearly the case um but I thought that was the one award. You know, I, I would have to agree with them that if that's what they're trying to do. Um, but he does, like you said, he meant Jeff Keeley brings it up and he goes, it does kind of set a slippery slope though. When we start setting regulations mm-hmm. on these, it's going to start going down other paths. And I don't know if I want that because we already have enough of that too. Like yeah. maybe just keep, like leave it open, like you played the game if you didn't know anything else about the background and, and such. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that's. And he, that, that's he does the,
0: say, the yeah, yeah, to your point, he says, like, you know i I, in his in his mind and i i think i agree with him this should be left completely up to the voting panel like Mm -hmm. if you're part of the voting panel and you have a problem with a game you know requiring crunch to be completed then don't vote for it for that award you know what i mean like it's this i agree that a game that requires crunch or unexpected crunch like I, and I feel like best direction is a bad category for it, but there is no best production award. So mm-hmm. like it has to go under best direction. Cause I don't know that Neil Druckmann was necessarily responsible for crunch. You know what I mean? Like he, I think now, you know, now you could say technically he is because he's co-president of the studio, but you know, like their games have producers for, for stuff like this. Right. And like, I think famously I'll, the naughty dog team did not for a long time have producers. Um, and I'm, I'm surprised that anything got done for them, but like this, this is something that's, you know, it's much more production heavy than necessarily direction heavy. Although Neil Druckmann was conceivably completely in charge of this product too. So it could rest on him, but yeah, I I agree that a game that has to crunch at the last minute or, you know, just, I, I guess unexpectedly has to crunch, i don't know like i i think we i think we both agree that crunch is is probably just bad in general but i agree that it probably shouldn't win best direction at the very least i don't have a problem with it winning game of the year um but this this all comes down to who's voting like if you really have a problem with it game outlets that have votes don't vote for a game like this for that award um you know but like if we start trying to say this is eligible for game of the year this isn't you know, that's, that's when we get in trouble. And that was Jeff's point, I think too.
1: Agreed.
0: Um, I think it's a fantastic game. So for what that's
1: worth, I think we both do. Um, are we having a last of us two discussion?
0: I dude, I could, I could jump into it right now. I'm so excited to have that discussion.
1: We got to save that time. Um, I know that's going to be quite a bit. Um,
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it. Like the week we do that, we'll have to do basically just no, like nothing else. Like we'll have to do like no news or anything. It'll just have to be that, I think. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a story for another day. Um, let's see. Oh, up next, the UK government. I thought this was interesting. UK government starts legal action against console scalpers. Um, Merry Christmas, Josh. And I love this. Thank you. UK, please confer with your, allies across the pond and tell us how you're doing it because I'd love that. I'd love it if we did that too. But, um, just in, in, in part, uh, this, this story comes from gaming Bible co, uh, dot UK. Sorry. Um, and just to part, this article says earlier this week, a group of politicians here in the United kingdom called for action against next gen console scalpers. Um, and then they go on to explain what console scalpers are in case you're not familiar with the, uh, (laughs) concept, um, but they say a number of MPs have demanded legislation that would prevent these scalpers from using automated bots to jump in ahead in queues and sweep up stock before anyone else has a chance. Six Scottish National Party members put forth an early day motion on Monday calling for legislative proposals, quote, prohibiting the resale of gaming console uh, and computer components at prices greatly above manufacturer's recommended retail price. So Love it. I don't know what early day motions are. I don't understand British parliament, but I'm glad that they're making moves on this and I hope it, I hope it goes through whatever that process too, looks like. So come on. I, I say that now queen yeah, Elizabeth.
1: That... <laughs> yeah. She's making all the calls.
0: <laughs> she, 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 I mean, big gamer. Know, yeah, she's, I, she's famously a big world of Warcraft player. So, yeah. Um, I don't know why I picked that game because it's not really even a console-centric game, but whatever. Um, I hope this works. I hope I hope they do it, uh, and then I hope they tell us how they did it. Um, let's see. Oh, lastly, I just, I thought this was interesting because we're starting to get into streaming a little bit here, Evan. But this is a bigger deal for influencers. Obviously, there's actually legislation on the floor um, right now in the U.S. that could end streaming as we know it. Um, this uh, comes from GamesIndustry.biz as well. Uh, And in this article, they highlight kind of what is in this bill. Um, It says, according to protocol, the bill currently being explored includes the Copyright Alternative in Small Claims Enforcement Act, um, which is basically a new way for copyright owners to file infringement claims. Um, The Trademark Modernization Act is also included that reinforces sanctions in case of trademark violation. And then it also includes a felony streaming proposal. Um, and that's the part of the bill people have problems with. So essentially, uh, the article goes on to say the latter can have an important impact on content creators in the games industry. The proposal essentially draws a parallel between the rise of streaming and the rise of piracy. Um, and what it does is it proposes that streaming is an offense against the quote, right of public performance and demands quote, the same level of felony penalties end quote, to be applied to such a violation compared to reproduction and distribution violations. So what this could possibly mean is up to five years imprisonment and up to $250,000 in fines. Those are extreme. Those are both the extreme side of this ruling. But if this goes through, technically, all of Twitch is illegal. If you are streaming any game on Twitch, technically, that is not legal. Any of those developers or companies could say, don't stream my game and you would not be allowed to stream that game. Now, developers and companies like that are are benefiting greatly off of people streaming oh their, their products. Fallout, uh Fallout Guys, I keep doing that. Fall guys benefited greatly from streamers streaming it and then other people were interested and wanted to play it. But if that goes bad at any point and a developer or a company wants to to enforce this, you're fucked. Like I like no matter I, how big a streamer I is, they're not paying it. I don't
1: like, know how I feel about this one. I I I kind of get even despite all of the lawyer lingo here, some of what they they mean by that. But like I don't I don't think it's the move. Um, Twitch does have though, based on who they have uh, or what movies they have on Prime, an option for you to like watch with friends or stream what you're mm-hmm. watching with people that's a movie and if you stream movies or if you share movie files like that's a severe penalty as we know but like i don't like i don't think that's the move with gaming though like gaming yeah. oftentimes is intended to be community in a sense yeah, and if you remove that, on top of the fact that one, you're going to have to now go against Amazon and Twitch because Twitch's entire livelihood is is there. Mm-hmm. I find it hard that this will actually go through, but it's probably not going to be the first. They're just trying to make some quick dollars, mm-hmm. um, I'd imagine. Like I, I don't understand though. Like I, I think this is a a tough road to go down here. Honestly, I don't understand who wants this. Right. Like what?
0: What game developer is like? No, we don't want our game streamed
1: on Twitch. Like,
0: I, I don't, I just don't understand where this is coming
1: from. Fortnite wouldn't have been nearly as big if it didn't no. have streamers, like no games that have, you know, gotten some awareness through streaming would be Dude, and, Fortnite,
0: apex Minecraft, um, I, GTA five now, like GTA five online, um, I think is, is partly being kept alive by streamers. There's a lot.
1: I, you, you know, know, on top of that, like you're going to, I can see the writing on the wall. If this did go through. You're going to get streamers pivoting, like big streamers and big teams pivoting to monopolize the market of because they're, they're, you know that developers are going to create like deals. Yeah, they'll and, just and go. Big, oh, to, this is like a yeah. Ninja exclusive. Ninja's the only streamer, or any of people yeah. under Ninja's team are going to yep. be allowed to stream this. Like fuck that. Like yep. again, it eliminates that. De- and then they're uh, going to put it behind paywalls. Yeah, yeah, I, yep. I don't like that. So
0: uh, yeah, it, like y- you bet your ass if this goes, if this gets passed, I'm never streaming anything again. Like I'm not no risking way. a $250 a chance. or $250,000 <laughs> fine or jail time. Like I'm not going to jail for so streaming fucking demon souls or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I hope this doesn't work. I don't know who's asking for this, but, uh, you know, it's not the first time, uh, Congress has has misread signals or just been completely disconnected from what people want anyway. So, um, shout out to our $600 stimulus checks. Woo. (laughs) Uh, um, all right. Up next loot drop, Evan, these are upcoming video games. There's only two of them that I listed this week because we're at the end of the year and not much is happening. One of them isn't even coming out this year, but I'm excited about it. Uh, first up is super meat boy forever. That's coming to PC, PS4, Xbox one and switch on December 23rd, the day that this podcast is releasing. Have you ever played Super Meat Boy?
1: I have no idea what that game is.
0: It's fucking weird. It's really hard. The name um, is
1: a little strange too, but
0: <laughs> it's a strange game for sure. Um, you die a lot, uh, in the game, but it's a lot of fun. Um, it's, it's very like chaotic and and fast paced. Uh, I do recommend it. This looks better. it's, 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 more super meat boy basically with, with more features and and abilities, I think. Um, and then next is hitman three coming to PC PS five, Xbox series X, PS four and Xbox one and stadia on January 20th, 2021. So that's a ways out, but I'm very, very excited for hitman three. Uh, I loved the first two and hitman three. I think they said it's the conclusion, uh, of this story, and uh agent 47 is teaming up with um lucas something i can't remember the antagonist from the first game uh anyway to to kind
1: of take out the whole agency it looks very good i never played those but that's one of those games where i i have gone down youtube rabbit holes and just watched gameplay on it because some of the clips from there are hilarious and some people are just they're the ideas that they have to go into yeah. stealth mode and what they're doing are pretty impressive.
0: Yeah. I love It's, it's such a cool. I, the only thing I didn't like about these releases was that they did them episodically. I hate games that release episodically, but, um, it like essentially the reason they're doing it is because you can replay the same level like hundreds of times and do things completely different just about every time. Um, and so there's, there's just so many creative ways to kill people and then, some of them are just like like you said, they're just downright hilarious. Like the, the game has such a good sense of humor about itself, I think. Uh it's it's really, really good. But it, it kind of stays true to that like hitman feel. Um it's serious when it needs to be serious, but it takes itself, you know, not too seriously when it also needs to. I'm excited to see how it how it ends up. Um so that releases on January 20th. And Evan, that brings us to the final boss.
1: Let me, and hear the, let me hear the final boss laugh. Uh. <clears throat> there, there, there it is. There you go. Um.
0: So, any uh, we've we've got updates on quests and things like that. But any any takeaways from our combos
1: today? Still don't buy Cyberpunk. Um, don't do it. But as far as I mean, there's a lot of a lot of games that I'm excited about that are coming out here. Um, I think one of my takeaways though is that I need to get a, a Super Nintendo or a Nintendo 64 again. Um, mm. I just there's a lot of games on there that are just incredibly nostalgic. The fact that I could play like Mario Kart, Super Mario 64, all of those games, like that that's a timeless game. I could play yeah. that with my kids in the future too. And yep. easiest games to fix too. If your game doesn't work, no other game can you just pull out the game. Blow in it, and then you're good. Like, yep. they don't make systems like that anymore. Um, and so, so Nintendo terrible? 64,
0: mm-hmm. like, when when have you ever heard of a Nintendo 64 overheating and not working anymore? It Doesn't. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but I like I have a PS3 in a box right behind me that overheated at one point and Now it just doesn't work anymore.
1: I had to get another yeah, one. Yeah, like so. you didn't have to worry about like dust or whatever. Like, yep. just none of that.
0: I know. Uh, they yeah, I mean, same. Like they used I um, I miss the days when games were just the like a developer would make a game and put it out and that was the game forever and always for better or worse it better be good because you're not gonna get another crack at it i miss those days we're not gonna get them again but i miss those days
1: um maybe and there's yeah, a studio that gets developed that does exactly that like, i would love that we, we will not do any we will never patch so our game, game.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we release our game and you will never see us again <laughs> That honestly, that's what CD Projekt Red could do, (laughs) and and nobody could really do much about it. Um, yeah, still don't buy Cyberpunk. I agree with that too. Uh, and I'm not, dude, I'm not rooting for any company to fail. I really want Cyberpunk to be good. I want CD Projekt Red to fix things, but at this point, apologies don't matter. Them saying they're going to quote unquote take responsibility doesn't fucking matter. They just need to, like, head down and do their shit like stop talking
1: at this point shut up or listen to your developers honestly
0: yeah dude and that's that's the other part like none of this hate should be directed at at developers and fortunately I haven't seen much directed at the developers it's it's mostly at the leadership which is where it should be but yeah fucking listen like you you absolutely knew before this happened that this was going to happen and you were just hoping it wasn't going to be as bad as it is But fucking listen to your people that are like, hey, this isn't done. But, dude, that's the other thing I was thinking about. I don't know how many of the developers actually knew that the game was in as bad a shape as it was because they're all working sort of remotely. So I'm wondering, like, how many of them were just working on their own individual piece and then it was getting all put together somewhere else. And so I'm I'm wondering how many of them were so
1: siloed that they didn't even necessarily know what state the game was in before it came out. I don't know. I, I, I find that somewhat hard to believe because I feel like you'd have to test with other components, but I mean, that's at the same true. time. it still, is isn't fault on the the developers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, they were sending warnings like, dude, we mm-hmm. can't do this. Uh, we need more time. Uh, yep. there's some good middleware over here that'll fix about half of our game. <laughs> yep. exaggerating that. But like, if we use this middleware, we'll fix this component. No, you're uh, right now. Nah, we got to start yeah. it from ground up. And, yeah. Um,
0: like companies like companies like Bethesda have already like they've, for better or worse they've been doing the the first person rpgs for forever and so they've got things figured out um companies like uh square enix and and squaresoft like they've got a lot of the rpg stuff down um and then there's like you know companies like uh developers like Bluepoint that just work on like remakes and remasters and also like support studios and things like that for mm-hmm. for companies so yeah there were options uh this didn't have to happen but
1: it is what it is. Um, now Josh, there's I a big have takeaway here and I, I need to hear this.
0: I have an update Evan from my fall guys coach, which we talked about last week. I'm very excited to talk about this. I was so pleasantly surprised. Um, and as a matter of fact, let me pull up. I told him I'd give him a shout out, um, on the podcast too. Uh, so I asked him to send me the stuff he wanted shout it out. So let me do that first. Um it's in my messages. Here we go. So uh he goes by Spearmaker. Um and so he said uh if if people want to check out his stuff on YouTube, um it's youtube.com slash C slash Spearmaker S P A S P E A R M-A-K-E-R. Um you can hit him up on Twitter at twitter.com slash the spearmaker. Um, and he said if you're interested in personalized one on one support, uh, he's reachable through Twitter or Spearmaker River at gmail.com. Um, or if you want to hit him up on Discord, he's Spearmaker uh number zero nine eight four. Um, so hit this guy up if you need help. He coaches on a lot of things, not just Fall Guys, he coaches on Warzone, Apex, um, pretty much any multiplayer game. Um, we were kind of shooting the shit after we got done with my session. He said, he's been in education for like eight years, uh, which makes sense because he's a very good communicator. He definitely knows how to get these ideas across. Uh, and he's been doing this kind of coaching for like three years. Um, and he's really good at it. It was was really good. So here are my notes. Um, here's how we're going to fix my fallout, my, my fallout game, my fall guy game. Um, so he said, first of all, uh, I'm, I'm, hurting myself by having the jump button on a face button um, because I'm having to take my thumb off of the camera to jump and I hmm. need to have full camera control at all times. So he suggested reassigning the jump button to a trigger button, which I'm going to do I like that. Um, he said uh, just he he gave me some questions to ask myself throughout, like as I'm playing to be like, am I doing this? Am I doing this? and so he suggested keeping a sticky note nearby to remind myself of common mistakes, which I, I have a sticky note right now on my computer with things I need to remember. So that resonated and I'm definitely going to don't do that fall. As well. Um, don't lose, uh, be faster. <laughs> um, so then, uh, next, so I've, I've got like, you can see I've got like a whole, I've got i I've got a list like a page and a half here, um, of stuff he, he told me. So next one he said, um, okay. So on, on one of the mini games called Doordash. Uh, you're literally, it's, it reminds me of the Wipeout TV show. Um, mm. in this game, you're running at doors and you don't know for sure if they're going to be doors that actually open or stay closed. And so you're kind of gambling and like, but if they open, then you, you know, you run through and then you go to the next set of doors, the next set of doors, the next set of doors. Um, but he told me how to figure out which doors are actually going to be the ones that open. What? Yeah. So apparently the doors with the smallest bottom triangles are the ones that will open in DoorDash. And That's then good. the last, the final set of doors, it's three doors. And you get a view of those um as the camera kind of pens pans over the, the course before the game starts. The shortest set of doors in that last three are the doors that'll open. So some some free tips. I'm taking
1: some notes here too. Yeah,
0: yeah some free tips. Um next. He said, don't take a chance on your own in DoorDash. So like, don't be the first one that jumps at a door in DoorDash. The object of that game is just to qualify. You don't need to win unless you're going for, for a speed run. Don't take chances. Let other people jump into the doors. If you're not sure about one, let somebody else go for it first. Um, and then one of the questions he told me to ask myself is, am I landing poorly with a dive still available? And what he means by that is, uh, at certain points, your dive can get reset. So like you can jump and dive in the game. If you get hit by another player in the air or something else happens, you, you could get your dive back and you can tell by the falling animation. Um, so if you dive before you hit the ground, you'll spend less time on the ground because if you just jump and land after a certain point, uh, of falling, your character is going to like stumble a little bit when it hits the ground and it's going to take you a few seconds to like get up and start moving again. So he said, dive before you hit the ground and that'll save you some time. Um, let's see, uh, keep control of the camera at all times. We talked about that, but like if you, if you've got your jump button on a, a trigger, then you can be moving your camera at all times. Camera positioning was huge. That was a, that was a big pattern that we ended up recognizing in my gameplay. Um, just times where like, if I pulled my camera up to like straight overhead, I'd be able to see a lot more and solve like most of my issues. But I was like keeping my camera in that classic third person view, like right behind my, character's head. Um, so keep control of the camera at all times and then use the camera angles to your benefit. Um, uh, he talked about beelining, which is essentially just, it's the, you know, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Um, and so, you know, not like swinging out too far out of my way or like doing other things. Just beeline from point A to point B, um, point your camera at where you're trying to go and then just beeline straight there. Um, looking out for like threats that are going to be at the place where you're going, uh, Um, let's see. Oh, team games. So I, I specifically asked him about team games because I have a hard time knowing what my role is supposed to be in a team game. Uh, I feel like 50% of the time I get eliminated. It's in a team game. And so he said, ask yourself, where is my team not right now? Like where, where are not people on my team? Um, so like, you know, if there, if there's any like holes or gaps, you should be looking for that. Um, and then, uh, like on, on some of the, uh games where you have to like push a ball like right now you have to push a snowball to get the biggest snowball and you have to push it through snow and stuff like that he said if like if you can judge your team's competency before you even start by like their outfits right so like if they've obviously spent some in-game currency on like their outfits they've played a lot because they earned that currency at some point so he said sort of like take stock of your team before you even start and check out who's got the most expensive like aesthetic gear and if there's like four or five of them you probably don't need to like like they got it you probably don't need to be like on the ball at all times so then you can kind of break off from the group and go grief other teams and like slow them down or, or fuck yeah. them up um, so you said you, you kind of have to decide if you're going to play like the objective or play the other teams so that was a big part too. Um, let's see. Oh, you can bunny hop. He called it on slope surfaces. So like if a, a surface is sloped down, jumping like repeatedly as you're going down, is going to speed you up. Cause you're getting the fall speed as well. It's probably pretty obvious, but I didn't know that, um, in levels where it's like an obstacle course, and you just have to race to the end, stick to edges wherever it's possible. Cause if something's rolling at you, there's like a little triangle, usually on the edge of the wall that you can like kind of dive through, Um, and you won't get hit or slowed down by whatever's rolling at you. Um, he made sure to, to drill this into my head too. safe is better than fast. So like in a situation where there's a portion of the course where you could go through, but there's also the chance that you'll just get knocked off the course and have to start over. It's always better to take the safer route, even if it seems like it's going to be longer because you're going to get knocked off the course. So just go the safer route. You'll save yourself the time. Um, let's see um oh and then he talked about momentum canceling with the dive it's kind of like what we already talked about but like if you're if you're falling uh like a long way if you dive at the last second you can save yourself some time um oh and then he made a good point so in in the games where you have to like gather eggs and put them in a basket or you have to keep balls in your area or something like that He said, if you're, if you're not confident in your ability to like steal balls or bring balls to your area, if all you're doing is guarding a ball or an egg or whatever the case may be, that automatically makes you worth at least one point to your team. So if you're not confident in your ability to go get stuff and bring it back, just guarding one makes you worth a point already. And sometimes that's, that's better than, than losing all your shit. So, um, so yeah, I, I think it was worthwhile. It was a 60. Oh, I think I just broke something. Um, it was a 60 minute session and there we go. I can hear again. It was a 60 minute session. Um, and then, yeah, we, we just kind of shoot, shot the shit afterwards and I told him I'd shout him out. So uh, uh, hit up Spearmaker.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, I was somewhat surprised, uh, but within like minutes of you starting it, you you texted me and you're like, he's actually really good. And I was like, well, that's a, a good yeah. update though. I was pleasantly um, surprised. Yeah. Uh, I'd be curious about some of his other trainings and maybe I will hit up spear maker here.
0: I, he I know. Just, I kind of want to hit him back up for like Warzone.
1: or something. My friends are making
0: fun of me and my gameplay of Warzone. <laughs> Can you help me? I like, I'm just ashamed of it, honestly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah. So it was, it was a really good, uh, it was a really good experience. I'll actually link his stuff too. Um, in the show notes, if you guys want to hit him up, but, um, uh, and then we already talked about the fact that I got the Warzone green loot challenge, but Evan, we have another quest that we have to complete this week and that is mm-hmm. video game. Who am I? I'm very
1: excited. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. Evan. So who do you want to guess first? Or do you want me to
1: guess first? I'm nervous about guessing first here, but, uh, I kind of want to see how I do. So I'm I'm willing to to take the challenge here. Okay, so
0: it's uh, again. So so the listeners um, are clued into what we're doing. This is classic 20 questions rules. Uh, So I have picked a character from all of video games. And Evan needs to guess who I am based on my answers to his yes or no questions. Uh, But we have provided five possible hints um, for uh, for each of us to help us get there if we need them. Um, and so then at the end we'll tally up how many questions it took to get the answer and how many hints were used. Um, and we'll see, we'll see who the better guesser is. <clears throat> um, all right. So anytime you're ready.
1: Okay. Um, are they exclusive to a particular gaming console system?
0: Um, Like, are they exclusive to a platform? Right.
1: So, exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah, I would say yes. Yes.
1: I asked that question as soon as I asked it, I realized that question's not going to really unlock too much more information for me, so consider that a burned question. Um. E- oh gosh. Is your character human? No. Okay, not human. They are exclusive potentially to a platform here. Um did your character have any movies to the best of your knowledge made based on them? Or shows?
0: I think it did. Um, let me let me verify. But I think okay. I think so.
1: Let's see. Yes. This character was in a movie. Okay. Uh well, TV show. I'll give you that. But yes. TV show. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, so for this next question here, they are human. They were in a TV show. They are not human. I, they are not human. They're not. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Not human. Um, in the, oh man. So, you know, you've got Last of Us. It's like, I'd say a realistic type of game um versus maybe let's say super mario like super mario is human but uh, more of like an animated actual game even though all games are truly animated is your character um more of like an animated type character yes okay okay I feel like you kind of gave it away when you were answering this next one. Is it a he? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's five. He is not human. I'm glad you're keeping track for questions because I honestly did not. um, Was the platform that they were exclusive on a... Nintendo, uh, man, a Nintendo, like Nintendo 64 and anything Nintendo. Yes. We said that it was exclusive, but I'm just going to burn this question anyway. So they were not on play PlayStation, Xbox, any of those. Correct.
0: Okay. I'll, I won't even count that as a question cause that's okay. Appreciate yeah, that. We said it was, that's, that's just
1: clarification. I think. Okay. Yeah. just want to make sure. Um, Nintendo universe. Um, is your character violent? Ooh, that's a good
0: question. D- tell me what you would consider violent.
1: Do they truly murder versus, you know, winning the game? Uh no, if that's how you're defining it, then
0: no. Not violent.
1: Okay. Did they um have multiple crossovers. In other words, if we were to say Super Smash Bros., there are people like Ze- uh, Link who had multiple versions um, or crossovers. Is there, does your character also have that? Yes. Were they in Super Smash Bros? Let's, I think so.
0: Um, let me double check. Yes. Hmm.
1: Games with people, characters in Super Smash Bros. Um it's a he Were they, oh God, I forgot Super Smash Bros. has had so many new characters come out. <laughs> um, is your character he's not human? Is he, um, of a species that exists on planet earth as well yes like an actual species yes that's 10 um does this character is it star fox no Shit. okay I guess I am I allowed to ask that question is that considered just one of my questions since it's well, not accurate yeah we'll just we'll just count it as a question Okay. I, I, I honestly haven't played this game in a while, so... Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Oh. Um. Ah, man. There's so many here. I feel like you're going to draw in one of the classic games. I, feel- and I, I don't know if that's accurate, but I do feel like... is it a class, Is it also considered a classic game? And I'd say, like... We've seen this character kind of crossover into multiple universes, but just because it's like an older character from older universes, they've continued its like story in other variations. Or is um, that too loaded of a question? What I guess what would you consider a classic game? That's a good point. Um, you had games that did they have Sega games that crossed over into Nintendo? I think in Nintendo? Yeah, I'm at pretty some sure point, that they did. I think there was crossover. But you said that it was exclusive, so that's probably not accurate. Um and it's a, of planet Earth. Huh. Were they also in a racing game? Yes. Is your character a primate? Yes. Is your character donkey kong no diddy kong
0: yes Woo! it is diddy kong you did it in 15 questions with no uh, that's close hints it's close all right just Oof. just in case you needed them here's the hints that i had ready okay the hints that i had for you is um the first one was he has a famous uncle uh because donkey kong is his uncle Um, The second one was that he's his first appearance was as a sidekick. The third one was that he raced competitively. Uh, So that probably would have like
1: you in pretty quick.
0: Um, Rarely wears pants. And (laughs) the last one is that he's a big Nintendo fan because his hat is a Nintendo hat. Um, Well done. Fifteen questions. No hints. Good job.
1: Yeah. Um, no, it's, this is tough. It's tough.
0: All right. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. Here goes. Here goes my my question number one is, uh, are you human? No. Okay. Um. Let's see. Was your first appearance before the
1: year 2000. Um I believe so, but let me fact check for you. Um yes.
0: All right. What was your first appearance on a cartridge-based video game?
1: Um like Nintendo 64 style. Right? Yeah, just like like anything not a disc, yeah. Yes, I believe so. Let me just double check that. Man, but not a human. Yes, it yes.
0: Alright. Um do you drive
1: a vehicle? This character does have a vehicle, yes. That's three questions. Are we on the same track here? Correct or four? Oh no, I think that was. it's f- not human.
0: Five, honestly.
1: Okay, he's not human. He predates two thousands. Yeah. Cartridge based game. Yep. Um, he does ride a vehicle. And what was the fifth one?
0: Oh, maybe it was just four. I thought it was five. Didn't ask something else. Yeah, maybe it was just four questions.
1: I think that was four. Yeah, we'll go Um, with
0: that. Not human. He does have a vehicle. Do you... uh, Do you shoot guns?
1: Um... I would say no. Okay. But can shoot guns.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: Interesting. Which I hope that wasn't too much of a, a giveaway either. I should just stop talking because I feel like any statements I make after only.
0: <laughs> um. Do you like you said it he has this character has a vehicle do you primarily not use your vehicle
1: um in the games that i'm familiar with like the primary games that i first saw this character they did not use a vehicle okay but has a vehicle that's throwing me yes. off. That's through the history of me reading on this character.
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> so that's six, I believe. Let's see.
0: Do you have, are you in, A game that is on current consoles, meaning like Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Xbox Series X. Or Switch, I guess.
1: Um, Switch? Probably. Yeah, it should be, yes. Okay. It's on Switch and i i don't know if it would yeah definitely on switch um
0: oh oh no i thought for a second i was like maybe it's crash bandicoot but that's definitely on PlayStation as well um, but there's crash team racing for a second so I was like hmm um, let's see who could it be uh, do you appear in any of the Mario video games
1: um, I have to Google that Specifically called Mario? No. Okay. From what I'm catching here, interesting. (laughs)
0: Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Um, dude. Oh, specifically called Mario, no. Mm.
1: Um, <sighs> and if that one, like that one, I'd be willing to kind of like consider, because like I, there might be stuff that I'm just not catching, but from what I've read here, no. Yeah, I I mean, that's, I think that's a good enough answer. It's not like a, it's not like a main Mario video game.
0: Right. Um, if it, if there is one. Um, man, I haven't like, I haven't like struck on a line of questioning yet that is like cluing me in or, or, helping me a lot.
1: Uh, <sighs> well, you're, you're at, I have eight now. I believe that was your eighth question. It. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. So, um, all right. Jerry, you could be given a hint. Is this, well, I'll use one of yours.
0: Uh, it's it's not a human, so is this a species that actually exists on the planet Earth?
1: I wish, but no. No. Oh
0: man. Shit, I don't know. I don't think that helps me either, really. Um fuck. It's not a real species. Uh, is, are, are you exclusive to Nintendo?
1: Um, no, primarily, but has been, uh, or has appeared on like the arcade style games too. Okay. If literature is to be accurate i figured those were going to be questions so i was like trying to do as much research as i could on this said person oh man poor thing all
0: right uh i i think i think i need my first hint
1: okay um I'm willing to, to work. You've helped me clarify a few things, but let me know if this needs to be unboxed a bit more. Um, okay. By the way, it was not arcade. It, It, no, there was some arcade, but there was also like anime pinball as well. So that's, I wanted to clarify that, but, um, That one's my my final hint if you <laughs> get there um there is no official species of this being no official species okay
0: um okay is this character uh mainly green
1: or green and white no but has appeared in other colors so it is possible that there was green and white oh man all right uh that that
0: completely ruins what i was just thinking then um let's see okay it's not exclusive to nintendo has been on Nintendo quite a bit. Not human, Mostly. not an official. Species. Mm hmm. Um. Man, I'm having a hard time thinking of what it might be. <laughs> uh. Primarily does not have a vehicle, so it's not any of the Star Fox cast. It's not. Um let's see it's not Sonic it's not tails it's not um it's not Yoshi it's not Bowser uh uh uh, uh are you a main character or like a sidekick or side character? I guess are you are you a main character? I'll just make my question that.
1: Uh, depending on the game, yeah. Well, shit. Um, are you? That was what? Oh, are you on eleven right now? I think that was twelve. Twelve. Okay. Are you male? Yes. From. Yes. Yes.
0: Okay. Um.
1: This is a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be. You're on 13, so you still have a chance for a hint. And I'll give a little bit more than what I did on the last one. Uh,
0: Can shoot a gun, but
1: doesn't shoot guns. free of hint that's a, a big point right there there's more oh interesting that that there's more that could like open that up for you but it uh, would require i mean like it's easier being on the outside saying it but
0: do do you primarily use do, do you use weapons you can He I can. feel like that's the
1: same question, by can. the way. Like, he um, doesn't use. I was weapons, I was trying to make can.
0: I was trying to make a distinction between like guns and swords. I was like, maybe this character primarily uses swords, but like could conceal I'm, I'm not, not going to count that
1: question because that's that's kind of similar to your other one. Okay, and you gave me some leeway in the last one.
0: Um, so. Can. Oh my god. Does this character float?
1: Yes. This character floats is this character like not like the character also can float yeah as like a central mode of transportation but isn't just like one of those characters who's like floating in the air gotcha
0: uh is this character primarily pink yes does this character inhale
1: things i did not inhale (laughs) yes (laughs) is it kirby Kirby hey! is in fact my character, dude. Had you gotten far enough, one of my hints was going to be either uh, I had two different ones: they suck and spit to <laughs> inherit abilities, <laughs> Um or unlike Bill Clinton, he does inhale. Uh,
0: fantastic, fantastic, dude, Kirby. I was I was not expecting that at all, and then I was like, shout out to your to your like guidance there. Cause I was like, he can use weapons. And then I was like, well, Kirby can pretty much do anything.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes it like a little tough, but I, uh, Kirby was always one of my favorites in the super smash bros. and, as soon as that you also had Diddy Kong, you know, I was like, it's in Super Smash Bros. I'm like, oh, shit. I, I knew we were going to have something close. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I felt like there was going to be some type of crossover yeah. there. But, yeah.
0: That's fantastic. Do, uh, so what would you what would you say, like, the closest real-life species analog to Kirby would be?
1: Oh, my God. Uh, closest real-life species to Kirby. I mean, Kirby's, like, main thing that I always thought was cool was, like, the, the, a chameleon. A chameleon can kind of Mm, take its mm -hmm. surroundings. So in a sense, chameleon's probably the the closest in that sense or an octopus even. Like an octopus is obviously king of camouflage and also can change its shape quite a bit. So yeah, um,
0: the octopus is what I I thought of immediately. I don't know why my brain didn't go to chameleon because that's like the very obvious first choice. I went straight to octopus. But
1: um, those things are aliens, by the way, man. Right. So it's Kirby. Yeah. So that, you know, it kind of makes sense. Oct- yeah. Octopi, right. Like, I, I think, the... yeah, technically it's octopi. It sounds pretentious, yeah. but and yeah, they are absolutely the aliens. Um, dude, did you see, there's like some kind of a, it's either a documentary
0: or a short film or something, but like the, a lady who has an octopus and she like, she's either a, a marine biologist or just a biologist or something, but she's studying it and she's got it in like a tank in her house and she's found that it like it will watch tv when she's watching tv it like focuses on the tv with her um it dreams it seems like it dreams like it'll be sleeping and its color and shape will be changing like while it's sleeping Whoa. um so it's apparently like dreaming about things and like you know like it it's they're really really crazy uh
1: i uh i was listening to a podcast and they were going into some of the details about them like if I, like but if you came out like in a marine biologist, like, cause their DNA is unlike most mm-hmm. things on our planet too, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like, but if we had just discovered those, dude, that's an alien. Yeah. We know we've discovered less about our oceans than we have in space. Yep. So the fact that like, we don't even know what else is out mm-hmm. there. Like, I don't know this, like put on the tinfoil hat. <laughs> There's, I will go deep into the rabbit hole on this stuff. Yeah. There's people <laughs> that think that al- that octu- octopi really are like
0: literally from another planet. Um, and they like, they got here somehow from some other place and they're like, I mean, their they're own independent one of the species. most
1: intelligent. Yeah. And they're like one of the most intelligent species out mm-hmm. there too. Like they use tools, they-, they plan ahead, they remember things crazy. They're crazy. What?
0: Um, well, see, there we go. We didn't we didn't have a story on how video games were uh, educational or beneficial this week, but we still got the educational piece in here, so.
1: Well, and on that note, actually, I could share some news about my company's event, and they had a video game developer on there oh, and dude. talks about if you play. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah, sure, sure. Yes, I
1: feel like, so we are going to keep this thing running because there is some legitimate science behind this one, too. Uh, so we had this big event my company throws every year. It's all about focusing on you, like getting yourself mentally recharged, whatever. Um, goal planning, etc. And there was a game developer on there, Dr. Jane McGonigal, I believe is her name. Um, and she came on to say that they are good for your health because they teach you essentially how to critical think and it can also create the experience of community. When you play in a party with somebody Preferably playing with the person in the same room, couch play or whatever, like it does have a very uh, positive effect on, I guess, preventing depression in a sense. Like it, yeah, it releases that. the good neurotransmitters and pr- promotes that community, that well being, but also helps with teaching critical thinking. And like you've reached uh, a roadblock of some sort, you need to figure out how to overcome that. So, again, more reason to say, Mom, video games are good for my health. Let me play just one more hour. She did also clarify at the end that mom does have a point that you can't just desperately like escape from everything by playing games and that's not good for your health, blah, 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 whatever. doesn't matter. That doesn't apply to this situation. It's good for your health. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Love it. See, video games are good for your health. Let your kids play as much as they want. There's literally no downside. (laughs) exactly <laughs> uh well cool man yeah i um i'm excited you sent me a link i'm excited to go back is it like can you, you can watch it afterwards i'm assuming too right like stream it after, after oh yeah that. yeah it should be up for a while i'm excited to go back and and watch that uh because it's very interesting um all right upcoming quests evan let's see we've got um i think the ones that we okay. could possibly do this coming week is either finish a game this week or See who can get the most concurrent views on a stream this week? Do either one of those interest you?
1: I don't i I would lean towards finishing a game there's probably very little chance that i'm actually going to finish red dead redemption i've heard that game is very long i would say if you just started it yeah you probably won't and i I wouldn't want you to like rush through that game either and that's what i mean like i don't know if i'm going to rush through either of these games currently so I, i i'll probably have to lean on the streams but i also think we need to add more types of quests here to this yeah um so why don't we go with the streams for now, but we'll also potentially revise this uh, if we can come up with a few more. Yeah,
0: I agree. Um,
1: we could do a riot shield war zone type of thing, and depends uh, on how war zoned out you might be at this point. If you are see, like, uh, what do you mean, like a, a riot shield build? Riot like shield, you have to have war a riot zone, shield? victory. Yes, a riot shield primarily, and I should say, riot shield plus like kali sticks or a knife. Like you are not oh, using shit. any guns. You can have, like, your stun grenades and everything, smoke grenades, whatever you want, but you can't use a true gun.
0: Okay, I like it. I'm down. All right. All right. Let's do... So, Riot Shield... Yeah, you got it. All right, yeah. A Riot Shield slash melee victory.
1: I like it. That's going to be tough too. Yeah. That's going to be real tough. It's going
0: to be tough. All right. Yeah. We, we, uh, we may be relying on teammates to carry us for that, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll try it. Um, sweet. And then we do have some, we do have some upcoming ones. We'll, we'll talk about this later. Um, when we're able to do those, but, uh, yeah, I'm excited about those too. Um, and then we're probably going to stream a little bit. So, um, you know, check us out on Mondays if you want to join some streams or play with us. Um, I think that's all we have. If you have any questions or comments, ideas, if you just want to talk at us, uh, you can hit us up at Gmail, um, casualsweatspod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash casual sweatspod. Uh Evan said he's willing to give out his personal phone number. Um, if if you guys <laughs> want to just text him at all hours of the night. Uh yep. thank you, listeners, for listening. Evan, thanks for thinking that I would know enough about human biology to consult me about that mole on your butt. But I think you just need yep, to have it checked out by a doctor, probably at this point. Uh, that's always the best. <laughs> and that's it for this episode. Stay sweaty, friends.